Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. And um, guys, this is a very, very special month because we're talking about one of my favorite franchises. And with me, as always, is the Hagrid to my Harry, Mr. Raul Rodriguez. Find the Ron. I, he just gave me a look. And we'll say, uh, we'll say, we'll say uh, Brian is the, I've already spoiled, but the Dumbledore. Okay. Oh. I mean, with the glasses and everything. That's fair. I thought you were going to throw Hermione at me. And I was, like, I was going to say that thought that you were going to throw Hermione yeah. at me. You are pretty sassy, so <laughs> yes. that, would, that would work. I don't know so, if I'm yeah. genius level smart, but it's, we'll go with it. Now you got to grow out that hair, because I know yeah. it gets very froey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Raul and Brian are with me. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I was expecting like Snape or Malfoy or something. Snape I'm, is my favorite character. And movie-wise, I love Lucius Malfoy just because of his sass and his wig and his fucking one. I want to buy that fucking one for Universal because like 200 bucks is so Oh my God, does it really? Yeah. Holy crap. It's gorgeous. But yes, um, we're here to talk about the Harry Potter franchise and I had to get my Potterheads right here. (laughs) And um, Brian, since you're our returning guest. Yes. First of all, what house are you? I know the mm-hmm. answer, but for the audience. Ooh. I am a Hufflepuff, the best house. Uh, Hell yeah. Uh, Raul, can I take a guess that you're a Slytherin? You're yeah. half right? <laughs> yes. Slytherin, half uh, Gryffindor, though. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, because according to to circa 2003, the first time I went to Warner Brothers, they put on me the stoning hat, and they said I was a Gryffindor. But then oh. I went to Warner Brothers again in 2017, and they put me the sorting hand. He told me I was a Slytherin. And so, and I took Pottermore and he told me Gryffindor. So, oh. now I'm always between the both of them, though. Okay. Okay. I have that ambition like Slytherins, and I'm like, oh, not all of Slytherins are evil. No. Yes, but you do thrive on drama, which Slytherins <laughs> tend yes. to do. That, yeah, that's first time I, I took Pottermore, I got Ravenclaw the first time. But I know Ooh. in my heart, I am a full blooded Hufflepuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever taken the Pottermore test or any other Harry Potter house test, and it's come back anything other than Hufflepuff. Ever, mm. it is the best house, and yeah. Um, actually, how were you guys introduced to this franchise before we start? Your first, about Brian. It? Um, I it. It's actually kind of funny. So I have on my dad's side of the family, I have a like aunt and uncle who are like crazy super religious uh like i'm talking like they when i'm like 15 are giving me like veggie tail movies and i'm like i'm like 15 i don't need this and uh for christmas i think they just thought like it was just like the new cool hip books so they just gave me like this the trilogy set and i just went there because like if i was to tell them like oh yeah it's about witches and wizards like it would be like what so (laughs) i don't know it always made me kind of laugh but yeah they gave me the box set which that i still have right over there of the trilogy and yeah went from there and the ball kept rolling um it's interesting that they didn't burn your books (laughs) I know. I think I don't think they realized it was too late. So yeah. No, for me, I was at a kind of like a Barnes and Noble in Mexico. It's called Sanborns, and all of a sudden, I was looking through the magazines, and there was a TV, and they were playing 
we have kind of like a own version of uh, like um, Siskel and Ebert, but I forgot the name of the critic. And he was talking about Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And I was like, that movie looks weird. My mom was just like, I want to see that one though. I was like, but what is it about? Like they show only like 30 seconds of the movie. And I was, and then we, the next day we went to them to see the movie. And the movie hooked me in immediately when Dumbledore is saying, good luck, Harry Potter. And you see that, the, the, I was like, okay, okay. This hooked me in and seeing the whole, the John Williams score, the magic. I was like, uh, the first thing I did when we walk out, let's go back to the bookstore to buy the book. I wanted to know what was next. Mm-hmm. So like it happened, I didn't read that much. By I was like eleven. I only read like comic uh, comic book strips on the paper, so I never read like and only books at school. So I never read like a book like for myself. And I'm like, and I wanted to know what was gonna happen next. And so that's why I bought Chamber of Secrets. I think I have never read Philosopher's Stone. I only have read from Chamber all the way to Delhi House. Mm. See, now you're not. It, from the United States, so that way, so you're saying philosophers. Yeah, it's philosophers. Whereas we are sorcerers. Mm-hmm. You it's, Americans. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how I was introduced to the franchise was very weird. Mm. So back in 2005, I believe, Ooh. was when Azkaban was coming out. It was a big oh, Order of the Phoenix. movie. No, 2005. No, Prisoner of Azkaban is 2004. Oh, no, no, no. 2005 was uh, Goblet of Fire. But, Sorry, oh, no, Goblet of Fire. Yeah, I yeah. am. 2004 is what I meant to say. So I was eight mm-hmm. at the time. And mm-hmm. Azkaban, of course, was... You just kept hearing about it. And mm-hmm. I knew... I was aware of what Harry Potter was. I just didn't... I never bothered to get into it. Because I thought it was, like, way above my reading level. It was not that developed. And so what my mom did was, in order for us to get in to the movie like we started reading it together except i never finished it because i got so scared of the dementors i was those things are we'll get to it scary i'm still terrified alfonso even make them even scarier in Mm -hmm. my in my point of view that's why i had nightmares about those dementors for years when i saw that movie but i never i just quit cold turkey but then later i was like you know what? I'll give it another go. And so mom got me all the books, read all the books. And I mean, I read them fast. And I still remember opening night for Deathly Hollows. I couldn't go, but I just remember how fast. Like there was whole pallets full of just the Deathly Hollows. It was that everybody wanted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, for Deathly Hollows was uh my fam well my dad had planned my because it was 2007 the year i graduated high school Mm -hmm. um and you're old my dad yes i am and uh (laughs) my dad had planned like a like trip like graduation trip to Mm -hmm. hawaii and it was the week it came the book came out and i told my dad i said unless you can guarantee i have that book in my hand over to the trip i'm not going and on a trip to hawaii and he's like you're joking right i'm like no wait so you went full miranda priestly on your father yeah yeah i was told him i said i am not going unless you can guarantee that book will be in my hand that there's a bookstore somewhere that i can get that book he's like 
okay. So then he ended up like changing the hotel to be closer to like a Barnes and Noble. And we, the night it came out, mm-hmm. we literally stood in line for three hours on Hawaii, in Hawaii at a Barnes and Noble to get the last book. And I will never forget the next day going down to the pool and everyone was reading the book at the pool. Every single chair was filled with people just reading the book. It was wild because people are like on vacation, thousands of dollars on vacation, and everyone's just sitting there reading the same book. And, and that awesome. was the moment when everybody, his, uh, their eyes were started bleeding and turning to Lovecraftian creatures like in the Matter of Madness. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring it up when it came to books, but I wanted to bring that up because... You have to understand just how popular Harry mm-hmm. Potter was back in the heyday. There's it nothing was like it. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go anywhere without people talking about it, looking at it, especially yep. bookstores. It kept borders open for like a couple of years. Well, you'll uh, never see it again. Like people were going crazy in lines for books. Yeah. No, in this They also like, had to wait midnight releases. Yeah. I was in Mexico. I was in Mexico when the Deadly Hallows got released and I, my my parents, I was like, uh, we're not going to, my mother and I, because me and my mother and my sister, we all read it between all of us. So I was like, we're not going to wait for the Spanish dub. We bought yeah. the fucking book on midnight to read it all. And then we waited for the Spanish one seven months later. We You need to wait seven months for they the Spanish. They made you seven months? Oh, yeah. that's, cr- that's you know, cool. It's, it's kind of funny that it's seven months. Mm-hmm. There's seven books. Yeah, seven fair. is a very, very powerful number in this series so yeah. it's kind of fitting yeah because i have order of the phoenix and habla prince deli hallows in english and it's the first edition like i bought them day one but yeah, all i got, three I of got them. first editions for half blood prince and deathly hallows i will never get rid of them mm-hmm. but yes this is the franchise about the young boy wizard who goes to school and battles all kinds of crazy people and meet and colorful characters especially a villain that he always meets around april and may <laughs> yeah. it's always towards the end of the school year yeah. <laughs> and, yes and it, i mean it's one of the most popular franchises of all time i don't and, need i say harry potter you probably know what i'm talking about and also yeah? we don't talk about jk <laughs> she no. must, must not, that, not be named that no. hurts me she turned into voldemort yeah yeah you have now become the very thing you've sworn to destroy. Yeah. <laughs> but Don't, no, it's it's true though. This true. It's true. We do not condone Joe at all. Mm-mm. And it's it sucks because flawless reputation up until that point. Mm-hmm. Like so beloved. Many kids, one of the first things they read for like higher level reading was Harry mm-hmm. Potter. And those books uh, were no joke. I still have them. I still yes. read them. I still have them yeah. too. Yeah, I reread them like big books a lot of times, especially Order of the Phoenix. That that is the long ass book. Oh yes, it is. But yes, the movies came out. This is Harry Potter and the Philosopher slash Sorcerer's Stone. I decided to go both because it's a compromise. Mm-hmm. And this was released in two thousand one, directed by Home Alone director Chris Columbus, and I feel like he was the perfect choice yes. for this franchise because this set the template he had to do so much and in hindsight this was like it's the perfect start to a franchise and also going by 
And also by going by J.K. Rowling's rules, though. She wanted all British actors. They wanted to mm -hmm. film in Britain. Like, so many things that she put out in her rules. Well, she also helped with, like, the screenplay and was very, very heavily involved with the production of this. Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, continue. Yeah, th this is, no, I was just say this is my favorite of all the movies, personally. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, crazy. It's because Philosophers is a great, a great fucking franchise starter. It's still a great movie that still holds up, though. So yes, let's let's start. Um, basically, Harry Potter is just this regular boy from Britain, and he gets told he's a wizard. That's <laughs> the basic premise of it, and just hilarious hijinks and zoot. He lives rent free in a fifteen hundred dollar New York apartment. Yeah, <laughs> in the cover. <laughs> It's so funny because I rewatched it before this. I think I don't think I have ever noticed, which is so stupid being a giant fan, that on the envelopes, his Hogwarts letter, it says the cupboard <laughs> and underneath and then the address. I don't know why I've never noticed. Maybe I just have and just it's been a while since I've seen it. But it was like I was like, oh, my God, that's clever. The cover. No, so that's the other thing that I. I think that I never wonder until now, because in Chamber of Secrets he's like, eh, sa, sa, she, like doing the parts oh, of yeah. time, but in Philosopher's Stone he's like, hey, so I know that you're in captivity and all of that, and I'm like, it's Vernon, uh, Vernon, and um, forgot the name of the kid, uh, Dudley. Are they mm -hmm. listening? Harry's like, or they're no, listening to, or is the perspective of the snake where he like they're talking in real English. That's the thing that I always have wonder. I mean, it's the only time we've seen the, an ana like the snake talk back. Yeah, and uh, that also brings up another point later in the movie, which I will save that for later because we start out with this old man with this very Merlin look to him, with like a long white beard, pointy hat, uh, half moon spectacles, as the books say, and he takes out this um, lighter, which we know is the Deluminator. And he starts taking the light out of the lamps on this street. And it's like immediately like, oh, crap. And then he just looks over and he sees this cat and he goes, I know that you would be here, Professor McGonagall. And then you see in the shadows, just this cat whoosh, turn into a person. Mm -hmm. And that is our introduction. We first get introduced to the series with Albus Dumbledore played by the the late Richard Harris. Mm -hmm. You might know his son, Jared Harris, from many movies. And, I mean, I always remember him as Moriarty from the uh, Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes movies. Ah, yes. He's very really good. Yeah, I that's his son. I actually have no idea. And I also, didn't... and then your, one of your favorite characters in a TV show, Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey. Yes, and Dame Maggie Smith. Oh, so this she's the, the best. Template. Oh, she fun fact, so Jared Harris is in Morbius, so we'll be seeing him probably. Yes! He is, he is. <laughs> I was trying not to mention that movie. Oh. I mean, it has the other side of Jared's. Hmm. Ah. Mm -hmm. Go on. Yes, um, they're, they're just like, um, is it true? Is he defeated? We don't know what who they're talking about, but... Mm -hmm. um, Dumbledore is like, yes, it's true. And uh, the boy, oh, Hagrid's got him. Mm -hmm. And then 
McGonagall is like, do you think it's wise to have Hagrid with such a valuable uh, um, task? Know, task, And then Dumbledore goes, I trust Hagrid with my life. We love Hagrid. And also, you read the books. That you, there's a lot of backstory in that phrase. I trust Hagrid with my life. And also when Hagrid was like, a, don't insult Dumbledore in front of me. That's Chamber of Secrets backstory. And I love it. Uh, like mm-hmm. it's already established right there. Oh, man. And then we see Hagrid. He is this enormous. He's he's a half giant. Mm-hmm. But he is like the biggest dude ever. And for me, that is exactly how I pictured him. Mm-hmm. reading oh, the yeah. books everything from his look to the way he talks because Hagrid talks in a very specific dialect and just everything about it is perfect that's Robbie Coltrane and he has the little baby Harry Potter wrapped mm-hmm. up in a bunch of blankets and they drop him off at it turns out his last remaining relatives the Dursleys McGonagall is just like you think this is a smart idea? I've watched them all day. They're terrible people. <laughs> like, horrible. And yeah. Dumbledore's just like, he's the only, they're the only family he's got. We don't really have a choice. And I'm like, really? Really? Yeah. See, okay, so that is the one thing that I, I kind of wish that, I don't know if you've ever heard this theory, uh, that the uh, Dursleys weren't bad. It was just their time around harry and the horcrux Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i wish that that theory was true because i mean it it really is because like but i mean with that line that billy just said like it obviously they're just generally terrible people but Mm -hmm. like if they were just like these good people or whatever and then they became grumpy bad because of it i would be like oh the storytelling that would have been a very interesting direction. But then, of course, Dumbledore leaves a letter and we see. So everybody knows Harry Potter has a very distinctive lightning bolt mm-hmm. scar on his forehead. Like Billy and I do. We both have forehead scars. We both scars. have scars. <laughs> yep. We do have forehead scars. Nice. And, the tran- and John Williams' score is just in the background. Like you hear... It's it's whimsical. It's perfect. Yeah, you only needed to to see some twin moons. This doesn't look like Luke Skywalker. No. <laughs> I mean, you hear Hedwig's theme, you know you're watching Harry Potter. No, but oh, I was the same because anywhere. Luke Skywalker and Harry Potter they share a lot of stuff. They do. <laughs> They're basically the same character. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course Dumbledore leaves the letter, and good luck. Harry Potter, <gasps> and then the transition into the scar to the title card. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter and for Raoul philosophers, for us, Sorcerer's Sorcerer. Stone. Then it's, it, excuse me, Billy, half of our audience is outside of the States, so is the philosopher. I, hey, 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 I said philosophers first. <laughs> and then it transitions to Harry as an 11-year-old boy, played by then-unknown Daniel Radcliffe, mm-hmm. whom we definitely know who he is now. Yeah. And yeah. he lives under... He doesn't even have his own room. These mm-hmm. people are so terrible. They make him sleep in the in the spare room under the stairs in the cupboard. Yep. Ruthless. Like, imagine uh, if you did that to somebody now. You know how fast social services would come and take him? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, yeah. And 
I love how fucking Dudley's so fucking mean. It was like a, he he's knows, such an he's asshole. a fucking asshole. Like he knows that he that he will get dirty his fucking eyes. I was like, come on, fucking cousin, and then fucking push him. <laughs> he's so mean. He's not the only one. His aunt Petunia True. and Uncle Vernon, they're straight up abusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not. Fi- you know what? Sometimes physically, but mostly it's a lot of mental abuse. They bully the shit out of him, and it's made very clear that Harry is not in a good place. Like they mm-hmm. give him these gray, uh, they rags. give him second second hand clothes from Google. Yeah. He's like he's like a house elf. Yeah, <laughs> he is the Dobby. Of, of the Dobby. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into Dobby next <laughs> week, but um. So it's Dudley's birthday, and of course he's being a spoiled brat. This kid oh, sucks. Fucking asshole! It's like how many, pr- how many presents? How many are there? Thirty six. Counted them myself, and he's just like thirty six with last year and thirty seven. And then you just see Harry's face. He's just like, he's Ugh. like, I'm done with this kid. Harry in the books, he is so sassy. Mm-hmm. Very. It makes me wonder, Brian. Did you subconsciously just take that from? Peter I Mark? it's. Like no the glasses and everything. maybe uh i know that like sixth grade was probably i think when this was like at its peak coming out for me and like i had i was like son of a bitch because i had round glasses nice. and I, like it was every like that was the running nickname i had for like the whole year and i this was like right when they were casting the movies and stuff and there was you should go play the Harry Potter, and I'm like, fuck you, I'm not British, so I can't, but I would if I could. So, probably <laughs> subconsciously, yeah. Yeah. Is this also set the trend for any kid with glasses will be called Harry Potter? Everyone. <laughs> if you ever, even if they were like the fanciest glasses, hey, Harry Potter. Yeah, okay, great. So, cool, thanks. Yeah. Um, so, they're taking Dudley to the zoo as a birthday present, and they, they have to drag Harry along. It's weird that Dudley being so spoiled, he wants to spend the day at the zoo. Yeah, a zoo. That I always thought that was weird. Like, well, here's the thing. Zoo. In the book, it's like they take him to a variety of places. You know, uh-huh. like for me on my birthday, I'm always get I always get taken to a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like we just eat out. It's so it's just like a tradition. So they their thing is they go to different places. Although the zoo is a pretty awesome place. It's kind of like iffy on your birthday no fair and then uncle vernon who he should not deserve that mustache and his ridiculously fat neck um he's just like i'm warning you now boy any funny business and you won't have food for a week and you i always thought it was weird that they took him why didn't they just lock him in the cupboard and leave him like if they hated him that much like they paid for his entrance to go to the zoo well, that's the thing. In the book, it's explained why. It was a free so day? Was it like a children's oh, free day or something? That makes Probably. sense. And they didn't have a choice, basically. In the I... book, their their neighbor broke her leg and he mm. was going no. her house, but she couldn't do it. I have a theory that why the Darsley's key keep Harry for so long. Because on the side, Vernon and Petunia, they put him for food stamps. That's why they treat him so bad. He has to look so Probably. so poor. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, and Harry is 10, by the way. So he's had 10 years of this abuse. Yeah. And so they go to the zoo 
and Harry talks to a snake, and of course he's freaked out. Also, snakes don't blink, so that's mm-hmm. weird. And uh, uh, Dudley just shoves Harry out of the way because they tried to make the snake move, and he makes the glass disappear. Mm-hmm. And Dudley falls in, snake goes out, and it talks to him like, and says, thanks. Thanks. Like, yeah, no problem. And of and- course, the, the glass comes back, and Dudley is trapped in the snake exhibit. It's great. Perfect. This is one of my questions, though. I haven't read the books in years. I only read it once. Same. It's interesting that Harry got it easy of doing magic before going to Hogwarts. Was there a rule that he can uh, that when you're in Hogwarts, you know that they they fucking uh, the Senate, <laughs> the Ministry of Magic <laughs> is on his ass that you cannot perform magic outside of school. It's yeah. because he's not enrolled. He has it easy that he free a snake and did that magic trick with the window. Well, that's the other thing is that children don't know their magic right away. Ah, so the thing he did is, it without actually like trying. It just yeah, happened. It's, it's just something that was in his blood, I guess. Ah, because you can be born into a wizarding family and not have magical abilities. Yeah, ah, those are called squibs. But Harry is not a squib. He, so it's like the Force, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> he's a property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so they harry obviously gets in trouble and uncle vernon like he grabs the back of his head and shoves him under the cupboard yeah because harry's just like i swear i don't know it was like magic there's no such thing as magic <laughs> oh yeah and in the opening scene mcgonagall was like this boy will be famous there won't be a wiz- a witcher wizard that doesn't know his name and that's and why Dumbledore is also, that's another reason why Harry is with them. He's mm-hmm. like, he is far better living away from all that, which yep. that is actually a valid reason. That's smart. And so, yes, we see then that mail comes in and there's a letter addressed to Harry. Mm-hmm. Very specific location too, because they're like in the cupboard under the stairs, uh, Privet Drive. And they're just like, oh, who could be writing to you? And then they look at the seal mm-hmm. and Petunia and Vernon are like, oh shit. And then like, it's oh, just a montage shit. of so many letters come in. Yeah. And Uncle even like Vernon the deleted does... scene that there's letters on the fucking eggs. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> like Uncle Vernon, he sees Harry and he's putting the letters in the fire and he mm-hmm. looks like he's getting so much pleasure from it. He it's like, is. fuck you. That's a fucking orgasm face. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> He has Happy. like so so many owls come because you get mail by owls, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking to myself, the amount of shit that's gonna be everywhere. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. It's like the owlery. Yep. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> what is that? Uh, book four. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's just so covered. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, then it's a Sunday, and then they're just like, "Why is it the best day?" no post on sunday mm-hmm. but not this time because then we get the irony all the letters just <laughs> everything coming out pretty much every hole in the house there's just so many letters it's every like, orifice is and filled. it's a great practical effect that's another thing about this movie there are so many great practical effects and makeup Mm-hmm. Before we get into the bad david jace era oh yeah i have oh, oh, things about oh, david jace <laughs> We'll get there. They, <laughs> they're just like, we're going away. Far away. Yay. So they end up on this lighthouse in the 
in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and then Harry, saddest thing ever. It's his birthday. He Adur. only knows because of Dudley's watch. And he has to draw in the dirt on the floor. He's he's sleeping on the floor. And he just goes, make a wish, Harry. Like, and blows out his fake uh, floor cake. It's like, this kid has never had a cake. He's never had a present. Did you just need someone with the violin like this? <laughs> the fact that this kid isn't a psychotic serial killer mm-hmm. is yeah. nothing short of a miracle. Very because much. then Hagrid comes in and then you hear this douche, douche. He breaks down the door and he's just like, sorry about that. <laughs> and then Uncle Vernon is just like, you're breaking and entering it. And so Hagrid just, because um, Uncle Vernon has a shotgun, mm-hmm. so Hagrid just takes the barrel and lifts it straight up like it's mm-hmm. like he's it's fucking made gangster. Out of, like, yeah, and Hagrid the book, he is turns such into gangster. A nice. I didn't. I don't remember. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wait, does he really? Yeah. Seriously, he turns it like he he bends it into a pretzel. Oh God. Oh, I thought you meant. Uh... He turned it, got turned into a pretzel. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that would be a whole different movie. <laughs> I was like, God, it's been a while since I read these books. Hagrid starts a fire with his umbrella, and there's no. a plausible fan theory about why his umbrella is so magical, which is related to the second movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put a spoiler warning before all of this just to know. Like, uh, we're talking the about technically the whole saga. And so, yeah. yeah, it's a very, very dense saga. Not as dense as Lord of the Rings, but still. Mm-hmm quite a bit of detail and then harry of course is just like uh who are you and of course he's just like well first of all he mistakes dudley for harry mm-hmm. which is funny yeah. because the yeah. actor that played dudley his name is harry nice oh i did not know that so it's great irony there and harry's just like hmm. no i am and he's just like oh by the way i got you something i might have sat on it at some point but i imagine it'll taste fine all the same and he's like baked it myself words and all and hagrid can't spell oh my no. god but he's so adorable though but yeah harry of course just like he's like thank you because he's never had a cake never had hmm. a birthday cake like, oh. especially if you're a kid and, he, i'm pretty sure yeah. they not even he went to chuck e cheese and like nothing <laughs> No, Not even a happy was... meal for McDonald's. No, no, nothing. <laughs> but then Hagrid explains who's, who he is. So his name is Rubius Hagrid. And Keeper of Keys of Hogwarts. And the groundskeeper at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is their... He's groundskeeper Willie, for all intents and purposes. Jesus. <laughs> and he's like, of course, you know all about Hogwarts. First time we hear the school's name. Mm-hmm. And then Harry's like, yeah, no. And then he's like, no, I no? Where do you think you learned it all? And then he's like, learned what? And of course, movie moment. I'll never mm. forget. You're a wizard, Harry. Come on, what? A wizard. A, <laughs> a wizard. Thumping good one at that once you trained up a bit. And then, of course, Daniel Radcliffe and his terrible acting. But he was a child. I can't be a, a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's uh, see now i didn't mind the acting because he's just so young that because it, he's it's a kid. believable mm-hmm. you it, it is definitely passable here you understand and you're like that's fine 
We yeah. don't have the British thespians like all the adults. Jesus. Which are like some of the greatest actors to ever live. 100%. And then Haggard's like, okay, you ever make anything happen when you're sad or angry or scared? And then you see Harry's face. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Just weird, did that. weird shit happens. And he's like, yeah, yeah. It's because you're magic. Mm-hmm. By the way, here's your letter. Finally. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, okay, he's been accepted at Hogwarts. And then Uncle Vernon and Ampetunia are just like, or Uncle Vernon's just like, we swore when we took him in, we would not deal with any of this shit. But I love her fucking snarky of Petunia. Ah, of course we knew. Oh, ah, and then I was like, a, the day that my sister got her leather. Yeah, I was like, a, we have a wish in the family. Isn't that wonderful? She always reminded me of like a bird. I was like, I love to see her that she was a freak. The way she, she says that, freak, too. Was, Such and, venom. I know, she meant that pata. <laughs> yeah, you could just sense the jealousy. <laughs> and, and take bitterness. a drink. Take a drink every time they say pata. Yeah. <laughs> Especially from a certain character who we'll get to. But uh, mm. Haggard's just like, he is going to this school, whether you like it or not. And he will be under the greatest headmaster ever, Albus Dumbledore. Yes. And then he's just like, I'm not going to pay for some crackpot old fool to teach him magic tricks. Mm-hmm. Which also brings up the question, do, do they have to pay for his tuition? I think there's like FAFSA, maybe. Uh, for that. I thought, that's the thing. I thought because Harry's so famous that Dumbledore gave him a scholarship. <laughs> the nepotism. Oh, he's a legacy because his parents were so famous. That yeah. I was like, you know what? He's an orphan. Let's give him a, a, a pass. Let's give him a yeah. scholarship. We, I mean, we're still business at the end of the day. We still need his money, right? That's mm-hmm. what it seemed to be like. And he has a lot of it. Yes, he does. Oh, yeah. It's surprising <laughs> that his parents, they're died in their 20s and they were loaded. Yeah. That life insurance policy was mm-hmm. key to this franchise. Yeah, um, Hagger's just like, never insult Albus Dumbledore in my presence. And he has a pink umbrella. And then he turns Dudley, he tries to turn him into a pig, but he gets mm-hmm. the pig tail. Little just piggy. Like, oh, God. Because and Dudley was eating the like, cake. And then Haggard, of course, is just like, oh, we're a little behind schedule. We best be off. And then he's just like, unless you rather stay, I'm just. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And then Harry, of course, is just like, hell yeah, get me out of there. He's like, uh, no, I'm good. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it was like, a, it's a call to adventure. <laughs> okay. It's the call to adventure, like you said. Yeah. So then... At least Vernon and Petunia didn't die like fucking Lars and uh, forgot the aunt's <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> they can uh, see. Lars and Aunt Beru. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Just burned to a crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Which Obi-Wan you can watch on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Yeah. And we're talking about Warner Brothers property. So you can watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. That is also true. And so then they're going to Diagon Alley, which is the center mm-hmm. where all the wizard shops Diagon are. Diagon Alley. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Diagon Alley. To yes. get school supplies. <laughs> and then first they have to go through uh, the inn, which we later learn is the Leaky Cauldron. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just like... Uh, it's Harry Potter. And everyone is just so excited to meet him. And including this uh, guy with a stutter with mm-hmm. a purple turban on. Professor Coral. Yeah. Oh, hello, Harry Potter. 
He's going to be teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts at Hogwarts. He'll be a professor. A tenure position. It's it's totally it's it's a very permanent position. <laughs> In what world would you want to be taught by Professor Quarrel? In Defense Against the Dark Arts, first mm-hmm. of all. No. Like he's so timid and he looks like he's afraid of a piece of paper and he's going to be teaching you to fight. Maybe you could yeah. see him maybe more kind of like a history professor. Which they do have. Anything. Yeah. Anything professor. other than like the one that's supposed to protect you in like fighting. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Hagrid's just like, hey, I told you you're famous. And then Harry's, of course, like, what am I famous for? I have so many questions and you are just like Harry. Harry is the audience <laughs> because then Hagrid taps the bricks on the back and then we get our first, much like Harry, we enter the wizard world, mm-hmm. the wizarding world, TM. Mm-hmm. And of course the John Williams score is playing and we see a bunch of like stuff, including owls. There's a bat mm-hmm. um, and just a bunch of crazy magical and stuff. And the new Nimbus 2000. Yeah. <laughs> fastest model yet uh close up of the nimbus 2000 so mm-hmm. i love how they admired the rooms like it's a car i love it <laughs> yeah so off screen he gets all his books his cauldron and uh well you well, forgot first, the money no, yeah you're right he first has to get money which the bank is conveniently located there gringotts bank mm-hmm. and it's so like distorted and sideways yeah yeah it's very german expressionist and they're just like okay We'll go in there and we see the, I don't know how to say this, the anti-Semitic looking goblins. Uh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Jew goblins, The Jew goblins, uh-huh. For being truly honest. They look like Joe Biden and it's great. Yeah. Jew goblins. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. And uh, yeah, they're just like nasty little buggers that get their hand all over your money. And I'm like, oh. Ooh. Oh, God. JK. Haggard. And including uh, the head one, Grip Hook, played by Warwick Davis. Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. of Star Wars, Wicket. Yeah. Or Willow. He's great. He He's really awesome. You can see Willow um, on Disney Plus next year. And it's a lot of awesome, like, practical makeup <laughs> yep. that they put on him, too. And he's just like, uh, we're here to get some money from Harry Potter's account. Oh, yeah. And uh, this other thing about you know where. And the you know what from you the know you know wish. where. Here, here, here's a little thing, by the way. He's like, does Mr. Harry Potter have his key? And he's like, oh, yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, the key, they go down. We don't see how they get to the vaults, but hmm. it's very, it's it's a good roller coaster. I haven't been on it. Yeah. I'm so mad. But you know, question that I have about Gringotts? If Harry needs like um, some extra money, like to go into Hogsmeade or buying an extra book right there at Hogwarts, does Hogwarts have an ATM? Oh, he has to uh, go to Gringas to get a lot of like cash. Probably not. He probably he probably just has. Like, I think their wands are like Apple Pay, where it's ah. like they just <laughs> hold the wand up to it. Yeah. They go in, and the the little goblin that uh, brings them in, played by Vern Troyer. Oh, yeah, that's mini me, and uh, yeah, so. It turns out Harry is fucking loaded with mm-hmm. money. And um, he's just like, what, you think your parents left you with nothing? Come on. And yeah. He gets, Haggard gets this package 
this little brown burlap package of what we don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but that's the mystery, which is one of the core elements of Harry Potter. There's always a mystery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That relates to the overarching plot. And this is um, one of them, which is like, what is what is that thing that Hagrid got out of it? Mm-hmm. They do that. And then Harry goes to buy a wand. So he goes to the wand shop, Ollivander's. And Mr. Ollivander himself played by John Hurt. Uh, also, actors ever. I have a comment of Ollivander's that I never noticed. It says, Ollivander's makers of wands since 382 B.C. Is B.C. before Christ? Yes. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. wait. So in this universe, Christ was a wizard? Yes. I, I, <laughs> Christ exists. That is now my, that is now my head canon. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, Harry goes in and he tries two wands at first. And Mr. Ollivander is very excited mm-hmm. to get Harry his wand. I they, feel bad. I feel bad around. for the cleaning lady or cleaning man, <laughs> for every damn kid well, that destroys I mean, parts of the of the of the shop. I mean, Ollivander can do it himself. He just ah, puts it on, and there you go. And then uh, he goes, "I wonder." And so he gets a wand, and ah, I have the line. Though. He puts it in his hand, and then of course we get the oh, and mm-hmm, of course the, the light. fan is blowing on him. We know this is his one. And like in Universal, that will be $50? Cash or card? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his wand made out of holly wood, the core oh. of a phoenix feather, 11 <laughs> inches, nice and supple, mm-hmm. is the description. And there was only one other feather given. Mm-hmm. From that phoenix. And he mm-hmm. goes, it's curious that you're destined for this wand when its brother gave you that oh, scar. Dun-dun-dun. After all, we should expect great things from you. And then he's just he like... He did uh, terrible things, but great. Yeah, he's I like... Always, he's like, who the fuck gave me this scar? Yeah. Is anybody going to answer my questions? Mm-hmm. I love that, too. And he's just like... I have always wondered if he didn't have... Because I would assume that the Horcrux was kind of like the overarching thing that picked that wand. I've always wondered, like, if he went back, like, what would Harry Potter be drawn to as but far as the wand? The yeah, wand chooses the wizard. wizard. So Remember that's the thing. That. Embrace up the question, too. They say in an alternate universe, Harry did not have the scar. So because technically Ollivander gave him the first two wands, is technically kind of like the same ones as his parents. So he would have gotten one like his mother, one like his father, though. And so That's what it's implied. Yeah, and uh, so Harry has the wand, and then Hagrid's just like, of course, happy birthday, and he gives him a, this beautiful uh, owl. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, a snow owl, which he later named Hedwig. And Hedwig Don't get is, too attached. Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> she is great, and she is Harry's pet. And then after that, I believe this is when the next the day, when no, is the oh no no, no. In the bar. this is when Harry learns backstory where mm-hmm. we as the audience learn backstory and he's just like Hagrid, what is going on? Why am I so famous? And he's just like, okay, Harry, I want you to understand something, and this is very important. Not all wizards are good. There are some that are bad, very very bad, 
And a couple years back, there was one that went about as bad as they could get. And his name was... And then we learned the name Voldemort. Voldemort! <laughs> I, one of my favorite lines. Well, spell it. I can't spell it. I can't spell it. <laughs> it's it's so, and just, I, Like, uh, yeah. When Voldemort... Dis- or when, when you know who... Because they hmm. never say his name. They're so mm-hmm. scared of him. They can never say his name. They say either he who must not be named or you know who. Mm-hmm. Well, we later also find out why, too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's like, once you know who set his sights on who he wanted to kill, you would not survive. Mm-hmm. Your parents were those people. Well, All uh, except for their son. Well, Voldemort wanted to to be wanting uh, Lily and James to be part of their team, and because they refused, that's why they got killed. Yes, and mm-hmm. we will get more into that. But he's just like everything except this one year old child, and that's why you're famous. You're the boy who lived, and it's because of you, Voldemort was defeated. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like, yeah, what happened to him? He's like. I don't know. Some say he died. I don't buy it. He's out there somewhere just plotting his revenge. <laughs> anyway, uh, cut to the next day where it's just like dropping you off at the train station. <laughs> Have to go to platform nine and three quarters. I also love in the back that somebody looks at Hagrid and he's just like, what are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, oh, here's your ticket, Harry. I'll see you there. Platform nine and three quarters. He's like, what the fuck is platform nine and three quarters? There's yeah. no such thing. <laughs> he even asks a trained, uh, like, employee. Platform nine and three quarters. I think you're funny, don't you? Yep. And then we hear this uh, very loud woman. Yes. We see the sea of red hair. And we see this very loud woman say, on to platform nine and three quarters. And I was like, ah, oh, so we back with muggles. And she and Harry was like, oh, muggles, they're my I'm people. follow them. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see this family of redheads, this small woman played by the great uh, Julie Walters, whom you might know as the teacher from Billy Elliot. Um, the little girl, who is not important. And we see these At this boys. Point. At this point. We see the oldest, who we learn is Percy. There's the twins. Fred and George, twins. played by actual twins, mm-hmm. uh, identical twins. Mm-hmm. Sorry, and then of course, um, Harry asks um, this woman. He's like, uh, "How do I get on there?" Because he sees the oldest one mm-hmm. go through the wall, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Whoa!" And he's like, uh, "How do I get on the platform?" And then she's like, "Oh, you never been on the train? It's okay. It's Ron's first time too." Just. Run straight through. Just do it. Head first. Mm-hmm. Head first. Nothing's, nothing bad is going to happen. So Harry does it. And then, whoosh. He's just magically transported to this amazing big red train. Also, the Hogwarts in- Express. It's interesting that Harry met his BFF and his future wife in the same moment. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And then... We get the do do do, and then it cuts to Harry in this compartment, and then that boy Ron is just like, "Hey, everywhere else is taken. You mind if I come in?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, you're good." He's just like, "Okay, who are you? I'm I'm Ron Ron Weasley, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> like, who are you? I'm Harry Harry Potter. 
What? So oh, it's true. You got that Dude. scar. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shows him the scar. And he's just like, wicked. And then they're like, anything from the trolley, dude? God, I think as a kid, that was the one thing I was most jealous of is all the stuff that was on that trolley. I was like, I would have tried one of everything. No, the other thing that it makes me think of, like, right now I just think of a lot of Ron is so lucky because he has a rich friend for life. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. So Ron is set for life. Number two, J- JK is promoting childhood diabetes because they, it's assuming that they ate the whole thing. 100%. Yeah. And so also, Harry, he's like, oh, he fucking gets us like, Young, let me show you my whole fucking money. In another universe, Ron is like, fuck you, punches Harry, he steals all of his money. Yeah. yeah, so Ron's just like, I'm set, and it's made very clear that he is poor. He's uh-huh. very poor. And well, he's Harry's poor just like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that bag of sandwiches looks so yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Ugh. And then Harry's just like, you know what? We'll take everything. And he shows all his gold as they're called galleons. Mm-hmm. And Malfoy's on the next set. And the next one was like, Wait, we'll, asshole. we'll get to him. <laughs> we'll definitely get Can to him. Can you imagine being the kid that was next in line, like yeah. the next cart to get snacks? And, then and now there's not. No, well, like, I mean, he did take one of everything. No, he right. Imagine, imagine the worst thing. I know. It was a diabetic. And he needed yeah. to eat something. He needed some sugar. <laughs> no, see, diet. my head cannon is he took everything from that trolley, mm-hmm. which he probably did. And so you yeah. just see all these packages and stuff. And of course, there's Ron's pet, Scabbers. It's not a forty-year-old on... man of his And he is on Ron's uh, crotch for some reason. <laughs> and he's in a, and he's going in the box. And of course, uh, the chocolate frogs are pretty cool. And then um, we see this little girl. Oh, yeah. Ron Rupert Grint, mm-hmm. whom Raul knows from Servant. Yes. And this little girl comes in and is just like, have any of you seen a toad? Boy, Neville has lost them. Of course, Neville. Oh, Neville. <laughs> Emma Watson from the like, Bling Ring. Oh. Yep. Young Emma Watson. <laughs> and we know who she is now because of this these movies it's her first role as well mm-hmm. and then she, ron was gonna do a spell but she's just like uh yeah no that doesn't work here i'll show you and then she fixes harry's glasses mm-hmm. that was the one spell i always wish i knew ah oculus for as Carl. a kid yeah because i would have just gone so much harder in sports or something with glasses just like i'm good fix it no would it be better to be a spell that technically saves you to taking laser like LASIK? Yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be better? Just, okay. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This also establishes Ron is always eating. Mm-hmm. He eats a oh, lot. Yes. And he's just eating. And then she's like, um, oh, you're Harry Potter. I'm Hermione. Hermione Granger. And you are Ron Weasley. Pleasure. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's and like she, Ryan is like your future husband, your fi- bitch. Yeah, I was just gonna say the same thing. <laughs> and then she's just like, "You guys better get in your robes." Also, you got some dirt on your nose, right there. And they're just like, "What just happened?" Rude. And then, then they come off, and it's nighttime. And Haggard's just like, first years with me." Oh, hey, Harry, what's up? And then Ron, of course, looks at Haggard because Haggard's huge, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Whoa." 
And then he's just like, come on into the boats. We're going to dramatically float Ugh. over to the castle. And it's one of the greatest introduction shots yes. ever. Because you just see it's an overhead shot of all these boats with lamps. And they are magically going towards Hogwarts Castle. And that's and what, how the menu on the DVD starts. It starts with that shot. Yeah. And then you see the space. <laughs> It was, I, it was the money shot. They used it for all the trailers. Yeah. Oh, I always wanted like a poster for like the movies. And like they ended up doing like that one where it's just kind of like goes up. I would only want the boat one. Nice. The boat one's the best one. They do have that for the complete series on Blu-ray where it's yeah. that shot specifically with Hogwarts. It's the best the shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just this enormous castle. And we see all these kids which are colorful side characters that get no development in the movies nope, at all. But it's great to know just because, you know, they're, it's, they're from the books. One this of is them, definitely made for book fans. One of them is going to go study law, and then he, he had to get away with murder. I, I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> the only black wizard, or one of, the, mm-hmm. one of two. One of them. <laughs> uh, and so they go, go in, and we just see McGonagall. Explaining. Ah, the music. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and we also see this blonde kid with a haircut from, like, Michael Douglas in Wall Street. <laughs> what 11-year-old kid has slicked back blonde hair like that? You were you were made to be a Bond villain. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Not she wrong. explains. She's just like, okay, when we enter the Great Hall, you're going to be sorted into your houses. We learn the four houses are Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, yeah, Ravenclaw and Slytherin side eye mm. to the blonde kid. And then the blonde kid is just like, it's true what they say. Oh, yeah. And we also see Neville finds his toad magically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trevor! <laughs> McGonagall's just like, okay. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, and then it's true what they say. Harry Potter has come to Hogwarts. And you hear <gasps> Harry Potter. He's just like, this is Crab and Goyle. These are my bros. I'm Draco. <laughs> Draco Malfoy. He <laughs> think my name's funny, do you? I don't need to. See, I don't need to know your name. Red hair, hand-me-down robe. You must be a Weasley. You'll find some wizarding families are much better than others. Mm-hmm. And this kid is an asshole. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he's also a wizard racist. That's who he <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I can help you there. You don't want to be messing around with the wrong sort. Mm-hmm. and he offers to shake his hand and then harry of course you see on his face he's like this kid's a dick he's yeah. like i think i can tell the wrong sort for myself thanks and thus began the rivalry we all have a draco malfoy oh, like yeah. that one person that you just absolutely hate and just cannot get along with and is your bitter rival like like clark and lex in smallville like that kind of rivalry it's that bad Fair. and they go in, Great Hall's awesome, and then we get the sorting hat scene. Which I always wondered, does everybody know in the movie? In the books, it's explicitly said that only the people wearing the sorting hat, which is this hat, hey, here the hat. that sorts you into uh, the house. It's a talking mm-hmm. hat. And it, in the books, it's said that it's only the person wearing the hat can hear it. But in the movie, it seems like everybody can hear it. Yeah. Which it's like, when it comes to Harry, it's like, is everybody hearing them talk shit about Slytherin? Yeah, probably. Because they can definitely hear it. 
because he says like Gryffindor and everyone starts clapping and stuff like no the other which kind of makes sense because like <laughs> if you think about it like the only person if like I'm the only one that could hear it like okay the hat tells me Hufflepuff am I supposed to just like walk to the table and everyone's just like why is he walking towards us well I mean they can they can fly. <laughs> Or it's like you don't hear them talk about like, okay, so you're this, this, this. And then it shouts the name. Mm-hmm. And that's your house. So it turns out Hermione and then Ron go. They're both sorted into Gryffindor. We get our one Hufflepuff. I love them. Susan Bones. Yeah. I love that Malfoy only gets not even one second. I was like, Slytherin. I, that's, that's from and, the book. It says it yeah. barely touched his head and then Slytherin. And then Ron, of course, because Malfoy went before. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, not a witch or wizard that didn't go bad that was in Slytherin. Basically, mm-hmm. they're the evil house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. That's profiling. That's house profiling, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have been, I've been racist in that house profiling for many years. I've been... <laughs> I've been very bigoted against Slytherins, but I know many Slytherins. And, <laughs> and then great. we get Harry uh, on the, and there was like a, so he was like, oh, plenty of courage. I see that a bad mind there's Stalin. You want to prove yourself, but where to put you? Not Slytherin, not Slytherin. Ah, not Slytherin, eh? You could be great, you know. It's like, a, it can show you to greatness. There's no doubt about that. No, if you're sure Gryffindor! Yay! And I, I love these like anything but Slytherin. What if yeah. he was like a Ravenclaw or a Hufflepuff? And then the sorting hat says, I'll be back in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He actually will. Yeah. It actually happens. But yes, Harry goes to Gryffindor. Oh, yes. And by the way, there is this professor that's looking at him. He has this stupid Karen haircut. <laughs> and that is Don't Brian's favorite character. My favorite character. Professor Snape, played uh, by the late Alan Rickman. Yep. He I'm is... going to get a, a Snape tattoo. Ooh. Nice. Mm-hmm. I I want the word always. Oh. And then, like, but it, like, coming out of a wand. Nice. Ooh, that sounds mm-hmm. nice. But yes, yeah. he is the most important. He's one of the most important characters in this series. You don't uh, yes. know it yet, but this asshole <laughs> is so important. And... Yeah, it makes Harry's scar hurt a little because Snape made very clear right away he does not like him. Mm-hmm. He absolutely hates him. You will learn why later. Yeah, but, but yeah, he, he has a, he has a motive for why he doesn't like him. We'll know his backstory is later. Yeah, and uh, after that we get the feast. Oh yes, Dumbledore also is just like, oh yeah, first years don't go into the Forbidden Forest. You're gonna and- kill. And our caretaker, who is the first doctor from Doctor Who now. Um, nice. Yes, uh, Filch, who is also an asshole. That guy's definitely a serial killer. Um, he's like, don't go up to the third floor corridor to the second door on the right. Very yeah. specific. He's just yeah. like, don't go there unless somebody wants to die a most painful death. And no one fucks up like, in my cab. So if the suicidal students go up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way to go, Dumbledore. But yeah, they're just like, uh, let the feast begin. And then it's my, f- oh, all of this food comes mm. up. So many that's chicken wings. And, and that's my other Huffle question, Puff, though. Is yeah, Hufflepuff the f- makes it. Is the food included on the tuition? Or is it as, it, oh, you're getting charged I would hope so. for the food? <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, 
it's explained in the books that um, the kitchens, they make it magically happen, but they do actually cook them. And it's after it's like one food gets taken up, another thing will take its place. It's a never ending feast. It's great. Mm -hmm. Wow. You see ghosts there, including the Gryffindor ghost, uh, Sir Nicholas, or nearly headless Nick, played by John Cleese. And of course, Hermione's just like nearly headless. How could you be nearly headless? And you Someone see, had to you see Harry right next to her roll his eyes. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm like, yeah, Harry being a mood. Of and he's course, just like like this. <laughs> Shows the inside of. I guarantee neck. you, he that poor ghost every single year is just like, here we go again. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, but we see all the ghosts in there. Um, they left out a character, one of my favorite characters in the books, Peeves. Biggest mm. missed opportunity ever. Ah, yes, poltergeist. yes. That guy yeah. is such like he is Loki, where he just he will cause shit to he, he will make shit just to fuck with people. No worries, and, you will see him in the HBO Max Harry Potter adaptation in twenty years. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But uh yeah, then we get um some um, no, um, after this, this is where, oh yeah, the staircases are changing and, they move. and we go to the Gryffindor common room again, Hufflepuff common room is the best because it's near the kitchens. Oh. Yes. And each common room is different and the descriptions in the book make it very clear, but Gryffindor's is really like, it's the perfect setting for winter because you got this awesome fireplace. These, of course, all this red in there cause they're, they're red lion and, um, we see that Harry has his own section with because boys sleep in their dorm, mm -hmm, girls sleep in mm -hmm. theirs. And then this is one of my favorite moments because it's it's one of the quiet moments mm -hmm. where everybody's asleep, but not Harry. He's looking out and he just can't believe he's there with the John yeah. Williams score with Hedwig there. That's really why he's excited because he's listening to the John Williams score. Imagine. If the final shot of Harry Potter, when we see them in the train saying goodbye to their to their sons, and then Harry wakes up from the cover, and all of the eight movies were a dream. I hate you. <laughs> I, hate, I hate you so no, much. It's so cool. Don't ruin this for me. <laughs> this was my childhood. But yes, next day, Harry and Ron, of course, are late to class because that's something they will be very used to, or the teacher should get very used to, mm -hmm. at McGonagall's class. And there's the cat there, and then Ron's just like, "Yeah, thank God." Could you imagine the look on McGonagall's face? And then old she, McGonagall, oh my God, and then she's just like, "Whoosh!" Uh, I, yeah, about that. Go to your seats. Um, they're just like, "We got lost." Then perhaps a map. She is yeah. like, she's Maggie Smith. She's Very quick-witted. A map like, to see everyone at, at school. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she's just like. I trust you don't need one to go to your desks. And it's like, oh, shit. The thing about McGonagall is she is strict, but she's fair. Mm -hmm. And she is one of the best teachers. And uh, She then... gives her responsive gifts to a particular student. <laughs> well, we'll see that. She's very biased. <laughs> because she's also the head of Gryffindor House. So mm -hmm. there is a professor that runs each house. Snape, it was established because he was talking to Ron's brother, Percy, um snape is the potions master mm -hmm. and he is the head of slytherin house of course yep. and he's just like but it's quirrell's job he fancies mm -hmm. he's been after it for years 
Thank you, Percy, with your stupid Dr. Eggman haircut. It's so funny, though, that it looks Percy, like Eggman's mustache. Percy and Ron, like, never once ever, like, talk. talk yeah, like, they don't have a conversation, nothing. No. You would never know that they were siblings. Except for the red ever. hair. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, because only Weasleys have red hair. So. Yeah, they're the only redheads in the entire world. Pretty much. Also, they, that, are, they are the redheaded stepchilds. What is the name of Hux? In seven, oh, Donald, Gle- oh, yeah, Donald Gleason, Donald Gleason, yeah, yeah because Bill. isn't he on the books the brother that he is in charge oldest. of a lot of dragons? Charlie, no, that's Charlie. Oh, that's Charlie. Out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Bill is works at Gringotts. Yeah, sorry, Gringotts. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll deal with Hawks later. <laughs> that's 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 a couple months from now. But um, then they go to Charms class once again. Warwick Davis. Per- uh, performing as Professor Flitwick, mm-hmm. who is a little person, and he's got a high squeaky voice, and he's just like, just swish and flick, mm-hmm. and they're trying to make a feather uh, float mm-hmm. with Wingardium Leviosa. Nice wrist movement, <laughs> and he's like a little keyboard elf. He's adorable. <laughs> he's actually the head of Ravenclaw House. Oh. Mm-hmm. He is the charms professor, and then of course all the kids are like. Wingardium Leviosa. And Leviosa. We got Hermione being that stuck up bitch, which, by the way, she's always like, by the way, the candles don't actually, um, they're not real. That's magic. I read about it in this. Hogwarts, like, a Hogwarts, a history. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Hermione, I will punt you like a football if you don't shut the fuck up right now. Um, and wait, Hermione, number one, she's really smart, she's really hot. She's but a know-it-all. She has she's a to know-it-all, know but because of the thing, she has no friends. Her only friends are books. And then she got transported into a magical realm of my colleague the page master. Also, the <laughs> fact that the candles, uh, they don't drip wax at all. <laughs> that place bewitched. would be so... Like, they'd be dripped with wax everywhere. Yeah. It would be so bad. And uh, I'm gonna just say the joke from The Simpsons when Sheena gets asked, I was like, so what happened in this episode? It was a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so hermione is just like you're saying it wrong it's leviosa not leviosa and then ron's just like oh yeah she stopped ron from he's just like like smacking, smacking it. it and then she's like no no stop stop what are you doing and then he's like okay smarty pants you do it and she's like <clears throat> wingardium leviosa and then she makes it happen Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Ron wasn't saying it wrong. Malfoy was saying it wrong. Ron yeah. was actually saying it right. Now, this is also the second time we see Seamus have something blown up in his face. Yeah, there's uh, there's the Irish wizard, Seamus yeah. Finnegan. And he has a recurring joke. It doesn't happen often where shit blows up in his face. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. And then he, he made tries a feather that. blow up. Yeah, and he's Harry's partner in Charms class. And he's like, I think we're going to need another feather, um, Professor. Oh, yeah. And McGonagall explains that um, you do good things or if you get like an answer right or um, then you get points. For the cup. The house house cup. Whoever gets the most points at the end of the year gets the house cup. Very important later on. So Hermione gets, I think, like 10 or points for Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards we get the potions class with Snape mm-hmm. and he is not having any of it. He's just like, there'll be no foolish wand waving or silly limericks. Oh, he talks gosh. in a very 
specific way. He will talk very because he's the best teacher. He's the fucking okay. Well, I will say he's not the best teacher, but no, he's awful. He's an awful human being to these kids. He straight up abuses them, but he he will talk like this. This he will enunciate every word. It's hilarious, but it works. Mister Potter, our new celebrity. <laughs> and then, of course, he unfairly him. is just like, "Oh, tell me, Potter, if you do this." And then Hermione, of course, is like, "Hand in the air," and it's like, Knowing "Fuck it all. you." In the books, it's even worse. He's just like, "All right, uh, five points from Gryffindor and stuff." Like, he takes so many yeah. points away from them, and he just yeah, he bullies Harry so badly. Potter, he's really cruel. Fool. No, but I love that he's like, I can help you to battle fame and even help someone to stop them from death. I'm like, that would have been useful, Snape, in the last movie. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, I guess some, I guess fame isn't everything. And then Malfoy's smirking his ass off because he's the little shit. It's like, Ooh, you love to hate this guy, mm-hmm. is the point. You, It's so good. And Tom Felton, the little boy, is so good at it. And... Now, of course, we get the fine lesson with Madame Hooch and her scary eyes. She was my favorite teacher when this movie came out. And why does she, she just looked so cool? She looks like Zach and Cody's mom. All right, don't ruin it for me. Thank you, pretty much it. And uh, <laughs> she's got like, because in the books, it's described that she has like eyes like a hawk. So yeah. they made it very literal. Like she yeah. has these yellow, scary like eyes. And then, of course... Like, stick your hand out, say up. And we see that Harry is very good at riding broomstick. Mm -hmm. Because that's how they fly. That's one of the ways they can fly, is brooms. Neville, not so much. Poor Neville. And Ron gets hit in the face with a broom. It's great. He gets gets smacked. He gets gets hurt physically a lot in these movies. He is the punching bag. Yeah. Yes. And then we see, of course, the terrible, terrible CGI on Neville when he is... He almost dies... First instance of child endangerment, because there's a lot of it in this series. Oh, 100%. I would never send my kid to Hogwarts. Oh, hell no. Oh, your kid would hate you forever. Yeah, so Neville almost dies. First of all, he almost gets stabbed, by the And then he falls down, breaks his arm. He got it easy, wrist. though. Oh, yeah, you're wrist. right. It was his wrist. wrist. It was his wrist. Malfoy she takes goes, his... Oh, I, I can't Malfoy takes that. his Remembrawl, which is this thing. So Neville has... The most pointless device... Thank you. Ever. Yeah. Because Neville even brings it up. It's just like, it's supposed to help you. Uh, if it turns red, it means you've forgotten something, which Neville forgets everything. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, yeah, the only problem is I don't know what I've forgotten. And I was more important in the books. Uh, <laughs> the screenwriter yeah. forgot about that. But uh, Malfoy <laughs> takes it. And then uh, Harry's just like, yeah, give it back, Malfoy. He's just like, all right, Potter, come take it, bro. And shows, oh yeah, Malfoy is also shown to be really good at, uh, Riding, yes. Broom, mm-hmm. but this is Harry's first time flying a broom, and again in the books it's described as it just came natural to him. It was just something he was it's in his blood. It was the force. It was something he was good at. <laughs> Papa so Malfoy yeets it, and Harry <laughs> catches it, but McGonagall sees it too, and it's like, oh shit, he's got great reflexes on that broom, and everyone's excited, and then she's just like, Harry Potter, and then. It's just like, come with me. Gets um, a student named Oliver Wood. Oliver mm-hmm. Wood. And it's just like, I found you a new seeker. 
Um, wanted to ask because we see Monogano going to Quirrell's class to get Oliver, and then we see here that sounds like like, like a stock, weird sound. stock sound effects. It was like, and then we, when Oliver and Monogano walks back to him, I was like, I was like, is that a He's fucking an animal? Iguana. Is it is it the iguana? I always have wondered for almost twenty <laughs> years what the fuck is that sound. <laughs> it's, it's that stock sound effect. Yeah, you gotta love. But then we get. Uh, Harry is part of what is the Quidditch team because mm-hmm. Quidditch is their sport. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Ron's brothers, Fred and George, are on the team as well. And of course, they're just messing with Harry as well. I love that they, they, they will mess with everybody. Mm-hmm. They will not stop. They don't care. They do not care. And they are they're hilarious. <laughs> Particularly in the fourth movie, which mm-hmm. that whole movie is hilarious. And then we get um, it turns out it is in Harry's blood because it turns out his father was a seeker, uh, James Potter. Did you also notice on the right that it said uh, McGonagall played Quidditch? Oh, it's right. I did not. It's on the right uh, next to James Potter. Damn, I didn't notice that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So it's another thing where, yes, McGonagall in the books was actually really good at Quidditch, but she had to stop due to an injury. Interesting. It's funny because I immediately looked to the left today or yesterday when I watched it and I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. the interesting facts on the right. Yeah. Hermione also just butts in and does that. No. Well, also, Monogono has like three different birthdays according to the book and the Fantastic Beast movies. We we don't count those. Here. <laughs> we, we don't talk. We don't talk about those. And uh, then I believe. No, that's then we when we get charms and then afterwards Ron is talking shit about Hermione and he's just like, she's a nightmare. No wonder she doesn't have any friends. And then of course she hears him and Harry's like, yeah, I think she heard you. Mm-hmm. Dick. And I'm like, you were laughing with them, Harry, you fucking hypocrite. <laughs> but yeah, Hermione's crying. And, uh, I think this is when, um, because ABC family at the time, now it's Freeform would play this during two specific periods, this movie in particular, during Halloween and Christmas. Yep. Uh-huh. And this is where, because now it's Halloween, because it's floating jack-o'-lanterns mm-hmm. up in the enchanted ceiling of Hogwarts, and it's great. And then Quirrell comes in, is like, Troll in the dungeon! Okay. I have a problem with the scene. Thank you. Shouldn't the defense against the dark arts teacher be able to deal with a troll? Yes. But that's the irony. I know. But, like, that should have been, like, first red flag for Dumbledore. Like, oh, I think he knew. He knew that Voldemort was uh, chilling nope. under the hat? Shush, 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 shush. Okay, whatever. Okay, no. Like, no one's ever seen this. It was plot reasons. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, f- I think he knew that he was, like, well, shit, he's the only one that filled out the application, so might as well. And uh, oh, Especially in the second movie, when he knew for a fact that that guy wasn't capable oh, of anything. Let me get to oh, yeah. We'll get to him. Ugh, yeah, we'll get to him. Yeah, I thought you ought to know. Douche, and he passes out, and everyone's freaking out. And of course, Dumbledore just goes, silence! Mm-hmm. Everyone stops. He's just like, everybody remain calm. We're all going to go to our dorms. Teachers, come with me. We're going to deal with the troll. I just went, okay. 
uh, cool for Dumbledore, just being cool as a cucumber. His uh, old man whisper voice. Mm-hmm. Being able to go... Love Dumbledore. Yeah, I don't know if he would have been the right choice later in the series. No. Did you put your name in the coven on fire? Um, Dumbledore's just like a... Okay, yeah, so we're going to deal with a troll. Mm-hmm. Troll in the dungeon. It's Chandru. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make a Schmodown pun. I thought of it while I was rewatching it, and I was like, I, I mean, I have to. How can I resist? And then uh, they're yeah. just like, oh, shit, we got to go to the girl's bathroom. And then Ron's like, why? Because Hermione's still in there. And Neville told them earlier, he's just like, uh, yeah, no one's seen Hermione. I think uh, the girl said that she was in the bathroom crying all day. It's like, oh, shit. Aww. And uh, they're Hermione. like, uh, but she doesn't know there's a troll loose. Oh, well, we got to go get her. Also because there's no phones. <laughs> yes, everything yeah. is frozen in the 19th century. Yes. And so we see this enormous CGI troll, and it is huge. It's bigger than Hagrid. Mm-hmm. And so they go into their uh, the bathroom, and at a this fully point, grown mountain troll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at this point, Hermione is just that annoying person that tags along, and yeah, doesn't have any friends. But then they come in and they rescue Hermione, and this troll messes up the bathroom, almost kills Hermione with its club multiple yeah. times, and uh, Ron finally gets to do the. Wingardium Leviosa, right? Knocks him out. Harry sticks its wand, his wand up its nose, and it's up like his nose. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like the sound effects they use. Ugh. It's so disgusting. Yep. Yeah. Knock out a troll, and then the teachers come in, and we see that Snape has a cut on his leg. Mm-hmm. Of course, he uh, covers it up, even though Harry sees it, and he's like, "Oh, like, uh, what of it? Nothing, nothing to see here." And McGonagall is just like. Okay, what the hell happened, guys? Hmm. And Hermione actually lies and says that it was her idea. And Harry and Ron are taken aback because Hermione is the goody two shoes rule follower. We all have those kind of people as well. You hate those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Billy. I am not a goody two shoes, trust <laughs> me. Brian, if anything, you are the goody two shoes. No. Never. Don't, uh-huh. don't even imply it. Sure, Jan. Sure. Raul, we all know you're the troublemaker. Yeah, we all skipped Raul. We skipped you all. No, no, we know. know you're the troublemaker. Oh, uh, fuck yes. Yeah, then uh, she's just like, okay, we're going to take away 10 points for Gryffindor for your serious lack of judgment. And now for you two, I hope you know how lucky you are. Not many people your age can take on a fully grown mountain troll. Also, you get points. To make up for the other points. Yeah, so and technically, Gryffindor stayed the same that night because it was like, a, a, yeah, and then you guys get five points each. I was like, so technically, nothing happened, <laughs> points-wise. <laughs> yeah, they're so freely given and taken, it's like... No, no, Hermione oh. got five points taken, and then they both got five points. So, what's so extra five points? five points. Which, of course, Harry would probably say it's, it was his points. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, yeah, from that moment on, Hermione is now part of their little uh, friend circle. Mm-hmm. And it's the three of them. They are the golden trio, as book fans uh, like to say. Mm-hmm. It's not the Holy Trinity. It's the three best friends that anyone could have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, um, after that... Finish game? Um, yeah, oh. and we saw a scene of Oliver Wood explaining what Quidditch is all the various balls and Harry is the seeker 
which means he... I had a crush on Oliver Wood. Mm. <laughs> and he nice. is very Irish as well. Yep. Everybody, like, McGonagall is Scottish. I never really thought about it until, like, somebody pointed it out to me, and I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, Maggie Smith isn't Scottish in real life. Well, yeah, they're all the, the UK islands, so. Yeah, but they're all either British, Irish, or Scottish. Mm-hmm. Some more than others. Uh, I mean, again, Seamus Finnegan, really? That's the most... That's the worst stereotypical Irish. It's not. It's not like the Goldstein. <laughs> the Goldstein. Uh, well, I mean, there also is uh, two Indian sisters named Pat uh, Patel? Padma and Parvati Patil. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, J.K. Yeah. Then, we didn't yeah. say she was a clever writer. Oh, she was. She's. She's not very subtle. Oh, there has that. to be a fucking Mexican Rodriguez over there. It's like. <laughs> it's like. Hey, because it's like this. But yes, uh, Harry has to catch the golden snitch, and I will never forget seeing the golden snitch for the first time. It's this little golden ball with wings, like a little hummingbird. Mm-hmm. And it is so fast, and he's like, basically, you catch it, and then you gotta catch it before the other seeker, because if you do, we win the game, because you get 150 points. It makes the game worthless if you <laughs> if you catch it. Yeah. So basically. Yeah. It's the seeker is the one really important position. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, um, actually in the books, James Potter was not a seeker. He was a chaser. Ah. Which those are the three main people. They throw the red ball, the quaffle into the hoops. Keeper guards the hoops. That's Wood's position. And the beaters, uh, Fred and George, they hit what's known as a bludger. Um, they try to knock people off with brooms. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a violent sport. Oh, yes, it's a violent sport. Like, even Fred George are just like, no, but no one's died in years. It's okay. And we get a Quidditch game. I love that the Slytherin captain looks like the troll. Ugh, that kid's teeth. Oh, it's so British. Also, Malfoy's teeth. They are so crooked. Yeah. You would think that with as rich as Malfoy's Malfoy's are. are, Malfoy's at least like 10. He's probably growing into some teeth. Uh, that, That kid was like. At least 15, 16, and his teeth were fucked up. Yeah. And, and then it's commented by um, the pop pop guy from Community. Oh, yeah, one, oh, yeah. He's the other, he's another one of the black wizards, Lee Jordan. I thought that was a girl. No, that's that's a guy. Oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> yes. Uh, Harry wins, which, by the way, he almost swallows the golden snitch. But before that happened, he was almost knocked off his broom because they mm-hmm. see that Snape was having a counter curse. Even though, was he? Mm-hmm. He's, he's very much set up to be like, this guy is very sus. Also, Hermione, she, she got lucky that she didn't kill Snape with that fire, though. Yeah, I'm surprised that Snape just didn't, like, take the cloak off like a yeah. regular person. Also, who, no, wear, it, who wears black in the in fall? Like, in the middle of, like, all that sunlight, black absorbs so much color. Or it, it absorbs so much sun, sunlight. They're on an island, England's on an island, so yeah. it's a little um, chilly. Yeah, Harry wins the game, and of course is the hero. And the, the Quidditch, uh, the the what's it? The, the fucking ball. What is the name of the ball? I'm blinking right now. Snitch. The snitch is gonna be a Chekhov's gun. <laughs> yes, it is. As is um, okay. Then um, the kids talk with Hagrid, who was at the Quidditch game with them, mm-hmm. and they're like. 
why is Snape trying to hurt Harry? And he's just like, nothing, nothing is happening. And we saw a scene earlier of like, they read in the paper that something was taken out of the vault Mm -hmm. that Harry and Hagrid went to earlier Mm -hmm. that day. Somebody broke and tried to break into Gringotts. Uh, And they're like, something's, something's up. And then Hagrid's just like, look, you guys don't need to know about this. The only people that need to know are Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel. I shouldn't have told you that. Oh, Hagrid. I should have not told you that. I should have not told you that. And then after this, this, we get into the Christmas part part of the movie. Mm -hmm. As we see that Harry and Ron are playing one of the coolest things in the whole fucking franchise. The fucking wizard's chest. Yes. Seeing those. Someone needs to invent that, like, soon. Seeing those pieces killing each other is amazing. <laughs> it's totally yeah. barbaric. It, yeah. It's better than the chest from Star Wars. Ooh. <laughs> you mean the hollow deck? Yeah, the hollow deck. I wouldn't disagree with you. Yeah. I prefer Sabak myself. Ah, look at you. Which is, you, is the game for You're more Star of a card Wars. game person. Oh, definitely. I would love to play Sabak. Yeah, and so uh, Hermione is also like a we was like a Harry and Ron are discussing that they haven't found anything about Nicholas Flamel in the library. It's like, mm-hmm. well, maybe not in the library, but maybe in the private, the, in the private, in the restricted section, in the restricted yes. section. It was like, and then the I love wizard porn. Uh, Ron is like, a, we have been a bad influence on her, though. <laughs> You're not wrong. I love that they're just like, oh, okay. I will say the most controversial thing for me about this scene was the fact that they say "Happy Christmas." Well, yeah, that's what they do. That's what they do in. Uh, I know, but I was just like, I remember hearing that and being like, "Did they just say Happy Christmas?" Yeah, it was it was culture shock for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. We do say Happy moment. Christmas. Oh, that's the thing. You Americans say Merry Christmas. That's true. Yeah, we say uh, Merry Christmas. We say Happy Christmas. Yeah, that seems no. to be a more world thing. It's like football. Mm-hmm is it's like philosopher uh-huh. well, yeah you know what i mean it's it's a cultural thing america's yeah. weird and then america's after terrible. this even though we already skip up a fluffy it's a big dog with three with three heads oh yeah they also oh, they broke yeah. it they accidentally ended up in that room that dumbledore said they shouldn't go in because the staircase changed and filch and his cat were trying to catch him that cat is also a piece of shit mm-hmm. and uh they're just like yeah uh there's a good reason why this room was locked. It's a three-headed dog. And the fact that that tiny door can take that dog, uh, leave that dog in there, mm-hmm. is bullshit. Magic or not. Animal rights. Yeah. And then after this, we get into Christmas, Christmas Day. And then Ron was like, hey, I get, I get, what are you wearing? I was like, I'm wearing this sweater. My mom made it to me. You also got presents. And I was like, I got presents. Oh my god, presents? I was like, That's- are there 36 presents? Now I'm gonna... I'm gonna- <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so cool to hear just Harry, just he's just like so surprised, he's like, oh, I got presents. And no then- one's ever thought of me like that, and it's that's really sad, and but also he- very good that he's finally getting presents at 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And then he opens uh, his present, and one of them was like, a, it says a note, your father left this in my possession before mm-hmm. he died. It's time it was returned to you. You said, well, you need it in a few years. Wink. <laughs> yeah. No, you'll need Wink. it now. You need it now, too. I was like, you're going to need it specifically in seven years. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. one of the uh, items in his um, catalog. <laughs> um, 
his the trinity of items yeah one of one of the items he uses the most and has come in handy more than one occasion the, the invisibility cloak yep i mean that's the best one my body's right? gone <laughs> and then yeah. yeah he's just ahead and i'm like oh you can see the green screen and it's great <laughs> and yeah ron is just like they're incredibly rare who sent it just said use it well so and harry then... i always thought that that was weird like they're incredibly rare i feel like that's sh- that should be the only one yeah i also thought the same too well maybe it is also because mm-hmm. ron there implies more than one Implies well, that I mean, was... they're, it's different. In the book, they're just like, most of the time, people put charms on it, and then it wears off. Yeah. So, yeah, that's or, why it's rare. And also, Ron, conveniently, he forgot about the fairy tale that his mother told him about the two brothers in that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get there. We'll get there when we get there. Um, and then Harry, of course, is just like, oh, yeah, I got an idea. Why not just use it? To go in after hours into the restricted section. Why don't I immediately go break rules? Yes. He has a lamp and everything, which that's kind of giving it away. It doesn't matter if you put a cloak over that or not, Harry. And uh, then... You know the creepy stuff you can do with that fucking invisibility cloak. <laughs> we, all know what he, we all know what he did. <laughs> During the teenage years, we'll get there. <laughs> Um, so he goes in and he just picks a book and then seeing that horrified me as a kid, the book starts screaming. Oh my God. It comes that out of scared. nowhere and it's so loud and it's like, Oh, Whoa. That's so scared cool, the crap out of me as a kid. Yeah. And then of course, Phil, she's like, who's there? And then Harry, like a dumbass, just knocks the, the, the lamp over, mm-hmm. takes it out. But then he also sees Snape threatening Quirrell for some reason. And Snape, he thinks he knows he's there because he can hear Harry's breathing. Mm-hmm. Terry covers up and he's like trying to grab it. He grabs nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he does the, the hand thing where he's like points to Quirrell. He's like, I'll be watching you. <laughs> Think about where your loyalties lie. I am totally the bad guy, guys. Totally. I'm not a red Harry. No, not at all. And so then after that, um, Hermione comes back and then she grabs a big ass book and she's just like, I knew I saw this somewhere. Slams the book down. Yeah, scares them. And then she's like, I was doing some light reading. This is light. And then the look she gives Ron is hilarious. And then she's She's like, like, shut it. Here it is. Nicholas Flamel is the only known maker of the philosopher slash sorcerer's stone. <laughs> the what? Honestly, don't you two read? And then it says no. it produces the elixir of life, which will make the drinker immortal. Immortal? It means you cannot die. I know what it means. They're what? bickering. I love there's a meme right now on TikTok that you can hear, I was looking in the wrong section. How could I be so stupid? And then you hear the book and it's a lot of people showing their ass or their belly. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Now we know what uh, they're guarding because Mm -hmm. they said, uh, oh yeah, Uh, Hermione was just like, did you see that Fluffy was guarding something? We know it's Fluffy because Hagrid was just like, how do you know about Fluffy? And they're like, you you own that and he's like yeah of course mm-hmm. i do which also shows haggard loves 
uh, magical creatures. Mm-hmm. He's very good with magical creatures because he is well a gentle giant, and uh, they're just like it's guarding something. What is that? What is that? We also skipped the iconic Hermione line of, um, you know, if you two don't mind, I'm going to bed before an- another one of us. Uh, before either one of us ends up killed or worse, expelled. I love Great it. Line. I love it. <laughs> she needs to sort Great out line. her priorities. No, oh, fucking Ron. And then after that, what do you, do you remember what happens after that? Um, they, oh, is this when they go to. Um, wait, they go to Hagrid's to see the little dragon? The, the mm-hmm. egg? Oh, yeah. They go, to, they go to Hagrid's and they're like, we know about the philosopher slash sorcerer's stone. <laughs> Which the Philosopher's Stone is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, or appa- it was apparently a real thing. It was like the Holy Grail mm-hmm. or something. And what it described, it produces the elixir of life that was rooted in mythology. So mm-hmm. points on that. And then Hagrid's just like, oh, okay. They're like, that's what Snape's after. He's after this, the stone. And then Hagrid's just like, guys, I'm telling you, it's not. Snape's protecting it. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm... then we see Hagrid has this egg in a pot over a fire. Mm-hmm. It's hatching. He's hard-boiling a dragon. Yeah. Not just any dragon. It's a Norwegian Ridgeback. Mm-hmm. That it will be used later. And his name is Norbert. He's got to have oh, a name. Norbert. And then he's like, it's terribly CGI'd. It's not as bad as the Quidditch match, though. That is like... Oof, that's rough. I love the Quidditch, I love though. the Quidditch, too. I know, but like when you look at their faces and stuff... It's Jake, like, and, Jake and I have talked about how they should just do a like Quidditch show following a team or something. Mm. It's called Ted Lasso. Yeah, I know. That's kind of in the vein, but like we want to see like ac- more like actual. I want to see. A, sport. I want to see a Roy. Wait, uh, so you Ken's... want kind of like a Friday Friday Night Lights kind of show yes. about in Quidditch? Yes, yes, Raul. Right. Let me tell right that to there. Warner Bros. right now. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's not a bad idea. It's not. Yeah, uh, and then Haggard, of course, is like, can there be a lot of sexy guys without a shirt? Because you gotta, have your, you gotta have your Tim Riggins, who's that, that that brooding asshole who mm-hmm. everybody loves because he's got great hair and he's also hot. But uh, then, uh, yeah, oh, the, the the dragon hiccups and it sets Hagrid's beard on fire. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn. I love how much, how thick Hagrid's beard is where it doesn't even like. Doesn't even get phased. Nope. And then uh, they're like, or Hagrid's like, Hey, who's that? Oh, it's Malfoy. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. I guess he followed them because he. I guess he overheard. Turd. Little shit, and he tattles on them like a little bitch. And then he tattles to McGonagall, and she gets them in trouble. Yeah, first mistake. Yeah, let's go tattle to the Gryffindor person, also the strictest teacher in the entire school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next to Snape. But uh, then she's just like, "Okay, three of you." you're going to detention and you're getting 50 points off. And they're like 50 points each. I'm like, okay, so that's a lot of points. We'll take 50 points off for each of these students for going for staying up late. And then life or death situation with a troll, you're only going to take off five. 
There, there's no graph on the points system. There's no graph. There's no parameter. I mean, she basically took enough points. She took away that whole Quidditch match. Yeah. She took away enough because in the books, Gryffindor was in the lead. Mm-hmm. And losing 150 points, that was huge. Yeah. And in that point, everybody hated Harry because they wanted Slytherin to lose because Slytherin had won the cup many years. And he became the most hated person, except for Slytherin. Everybody liked him mm-hmm. then. And then um, after that, oh yeah, she's also like, so all four of you are getting detention. And Mm -hmm. Malfoy's just like, "Uh, I think I heard you wrong. You said four. And then she's like, oh no, you heard correct. Mm -hmm. You know, as noble as your intentions are, you were also up late. So you're going to be joining them. And I was like, okay, again, strict affair. Mm -hmm. Then they go into detention in the Forbidden Forest, the forest that they are told never to go into, with Hagrid and his dog Fang. And we'll send them to the most dangerous place in the movie right now. Yeah, especially because conveniently the Dark Lord of the Sith—I mean, the Dark <laughs> Lord of the ma- of the Magic Realm—is right there. Well, not only yeah. that. Oh yeah, and Filch is just like it's too bad we don't have the old punishments hang you up by the like with the shackles i still oil them and i'm like yeah this guy's killed somebody for yeah. sure mm-hmm. oh he's kinky well he's he's <laughs> fucking disgusting looking too like he looks like he smells he's like a squib cheese. he is a squib that's why he's so bitter and nobody likes him either but um yeah then they go uh, it turns out norbert was taken to romania with ron's brother charlie mm-hmm. and then um he goes haggard has a big ass crossbow and he's just like all right everybody just follow me we're just gonna i guess tour the forest and manfloy says one of his first many times that he says just wait until my father hears about this yes the iconic my father potter (laughs) and the way he says potter is just great the nice pop (laughs) to it and uh he's like but there's there's werewolves Oh, there's more than that. And lions and bears. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, Oh, yeah. And then even worse, going into the forest, Haggard's just like, hey, let's split up. Uh, Yeah. Why? Like, what what reason does that have? Uh, Scooby-Doo reasons. Yeah. And then then Malfoy's just like, okay. uh, So Ron and Hermione go with Haggard, the smart choice. And then... It's just like Harry uh, Malfoy, and Fang. you go over there. And he's like, okay, but I'm taking Fang. He's like, all right, fine. He's a, but he's a coward. It's just like, then why did you bring him, Hagrid? Mm-hmm. He's not going to yeah. do anything. Come on, man. And of course, you get like the people that hate each other the most. They have to, um, they have to be in Work detention together. together. In, mean, in a fan fiction, they hook up. Uh, you're 11, you're sure. 11 years old what is wrong with you in a European fan fiction they hook up it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah in the books actually Neville was with them as well oh. he, he actually right. is more prominent in the books mm-hmm. as well he's, ve- he's actually very very important. important and I mean even more important than in the movies later on but um, after this Oh, yeah, because they found a dead unicorn. Hagrid just sticks his fingers in its blood. Mm-hmm. And I never forgot, like, it looks like that shit. Mercury. Yeah, it's mercury, or it's that shit from the Matrix. Yeah. Like, when they're in the mirror. Oh, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, this is unicorn blood. 
Um, also, unicorns exist, of course. You He's can a, use it also a, to protect yourself from thing. demons, like in another show. <laughs> yeah, unicorns are like, like, oh, um, overpowered for sure. He's, uh, we see this dark figure drinking from another dead unicorn, and Malfoy, of course, runs away like a pussy. Because like a pussy because he's because he's a pussy and harry's just left there and we see the floating person i and love that it looks like you're watching a play in that exact moment it looks like you're watching it on this on the stage the way that you it see looks very much body. like someone hung a wire yeah. and it's just just a towel and they're just doing some like wire work mm. with it yeah so then the centaur just appears out of nowhere and yep. it's its face used to Firenze. Yep, and his face used to scare me because it's CGI. Yeah, but, yeah, that wasn't the best. Oh CGI. no! Yeah, uh, kicks the shit out of this figure, and of course they're like, uh, "Bye." Woo. Yeah, you're not gonna see me until the fifth movie. Bye. And yeah, then he's just like, uh, "This is bad." Oh yeah, hi Harry, and he's just like, "You know me, dude. Everybody knows who you are. <laughs> Literally, everybody knows everything about you except for you." Yeah, uh, yeah, Firenze is like, uh, uh, we get the Daily Prophet too, you know. We get the subscription. Yeah. But he's just like... Jesus. So, the thing about this is that you can kill a unicorn, and it will keep you alive, but it comes with a price. Mm-hmm. Because if as soon as you drink its blood, you're cursed. and You, you live will... a half-life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it will keep you alive if you are about to die. And he's just like... Harry's like, okay, who would drink from a unicorn and then he's like friends is like okay ask yourself this what's up in the school right now that could make you immortal he's like oh it's the stone oh shit and who would benefit from the stone voldemort yep mm-hmm. dun 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 yeah and he's just like Dramatic anyway pause. i've delivered my exposition I'm out of here. <laughs> you you won't see me again till book five. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, Hagrid got that egg mm-hmm. from this hooded figure. It's implied that it's the same hooded figure drinking from the unicorn blood. Yeah, we never said Hagrid was the smartest character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then they uh um they they have midterms, I guess, and then Hermione's just like, I thought they'd be hard. That was easy. And then afterwards Snape, like, shut Snape up, just the second time he just comes up to the group and just talks to them because before Harry's Quidditch match, he's just like, uh, good luck, Potter. Uh, then again, you might not need luck. <laughs> and then he just like, oh, what was that for? Severus. You're like, all right, jerk. Yeah. What the devil is going on here? As in uh, a very Potter musical, the, mm-hmm. the Snape. Hilarious. And then uh, he's just like, you kids aren't enjoying the day. Someone might think you're up to something. something. Why why are you you looking at me like that? (laughs) To Harry. Because Harry's just throwing daggers at him. Oh, yeah. And Alan Rimmer's like, I'm I'm the only one that knows where my story goes. My story art goes, Harry. (laughs) It was true. He he did ask J.K. Rowling. How, yeah, what happened to his character, and then like actors would say, and then he's like, "Oh, which in the it. end, it, it turns out 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we no, we will we'll get there eventually. And really I swear much. to God, Raul, if you do it, I will I will boot you from this recording. <laughs> um, but then they're just they know like, that Snape um, is a sorry. He killed Allison in that night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're going. They're trying to find Dumbledore because mm-hmm. some they know somebody's going to take the stone, and then they find McGonagall, and they're like, "Yeah, we know about the stone." And she's like, "Okay, I don't know how you knew about this, but just forget about it. Go outside, enjoy uh, the enjoy the end of the day. year because it's a really good day." Even though they're all in like these very heavy robes and shit. Yeah. And it's supposed to be fashion like over comfort, Billy. Fashion over comfort. It's supposed to be like July, and or it, it's supposed to be like end of the school year. It's so. like April, you know, is the rule. It's always yeah, it's April spring. and May. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, she's just like, okay, uh, it's safe. Just don't do anything. Uh, Dumbledore's up uh, away on the min- at the Ministry of Magic. By the way, he's not here conveniently. Mm-hmm. And there was a scene earlier about um, the mirror. Mm-hmm. We forgot to talk about the mirror. Oh, yeah, the mirror. Yeah. Terry Which found just it. Desire spelled backwards. Terry found it accidentally. And what? Did you not know that? No. That's really? cool. Yeah. It's literally just desire spelled backwards. That's how clever she was. Yeah. I found that out too. Oh, like, JK. Oh, man. And uh, so Dumbledore was just like, uh, yeah, it shows you what you want most in this world. And it showed before it was his mother and father. Mm-hmm. He's just like, all you wanted is a family. That's really sad. So Dumbledore, he sees his boy, Grindelwald, naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very personal thing. He even showed Ron. And then he's just, Ron's just like, does it show you the future? And he's like, uh, yeah, no, Ron. My parents are dead. Yeah, thanks, asshole. He's just uh, like no. he's just like Katara with the necklace and Avatar. He's just like, you know, my mother who was alive once. He's <laughs> just like my mother liked breathing once. Jesus Christ! Shut up, Katara. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Dumbledore is just like. Uh, also, Harry, don't go back here. It's gonna be moved to a safe place. Yeah, don't go. Also, don't by the way. Him. I love that Dumbledore just knows that Harry's just out of bed. Mm-hmm. Just, just conveniently, he's keeping. Part tabs of me, on him. part of me felt like he had the Marauders map and just mm-hmm. was like watching him. Maybe. Anyway, they go later that night, and Harry wears the same clothes that he wore during Christmas. By the way, so it's like cool, and uh, they know they're just like, we're gonna go in and stop whoever's trying to take the stone, mm-hmm. and they're just like. How can it be you know who? He's scared of Dumbledore. As long as Dumbledore's here, you're safe, Harry. Mm-hmm. Well, guess whose ass just left. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dumbledore's gone. And they're like, okay, well, uh, we gotta go in. And then they ask Hagrid how to get past Fluffy, and he's just like, the trick with that is you gotta know how to calm him. Just play him some music, he'll go to sleep. I should have uh, told you that. I should have not told you that. <laughs> I'm very bad at this. I should stop. Hagrid. <laughs> And then and, uh, they decide to go into the adventure that they're going to go and to stop because they love to point fingers. They, they want to stop Snape. And they see Neville. I was like, no, because of you, we're going to get less points and get Gryffindor in trouble. I was like, uh, I was like, I'll fight you. And Neville was like, 
I really didn't want her to do this, though. Oh, then she's like, Petrificus Totalis. And she fucking clear kills Neville. No, sorry. <laughs> well, she freezes his ass, and then he falls like a board. You're a bit uh, scary sometimes. Brilliant, but scary. But I have a question about Neville, though. Did he get saved because of the Mandrake potion from the next movie? That's what I've always wondered. He was like, not petrified. He was not just... petrified. It says Petrificus Totalis. He w- it's a spell is different than actually being petrified. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get there. In the next <laughs> yes, then they gotta go past. So they go past Fluffy. Ron gets his saliva on Ew. his shirt, mm-hmm. and it looks very Ew. disgusting, especially uh, if you have a dirty mind. And mm. then it's like, don't worry, it'll be gone in the next scene. It just magically. Uh, disappears. Yeah, it's Try interesting it. that the weight of the big ass fucking three dog, three headed dog did not collapse on their kiss on the fucking evil fucking plant. So they gotta get past <laughs> three challenges, and the first one is Fluffy. Mm-hmm. And they do that, and then after that, they're in the Devil's Snare, mm-hmm. which that's by the herbology professor, head of Hufflepuff household. Woohoo! Nice. And uh, what's her name, Billy? Professor Sprout. Ah, there you go. I don't don't test me. <laughs> I, I know my shit. And uh, then the devil snare starts just killing them, snaring, mm-hmm. like wrapping its vines everywhere on these kids. And then Hermione's just like, "Oh yeah, we gotta relax. Just let it just take us down below. It will only kill you track. faster." <laughs> And then yeah. Ron, of course, is just like, great, now I can relax. And then, uh, so Harry does it. Ron, of course, is not. He's throwing a fit. And then Hermione's just like, okay, so we just got to, like, uh, flash a light at it. It's, it's scared to sunlight. Mm-hmm. It's a vampire. And so it does that, and then Ron plops down. And then, of course, he says, luckily we didn't panic. <laughs> That one line ruined Ron because it got a big laugh out of everybody, which it is funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that just totally ruins his character from the books because from that moment on, he was just the comic relief and just the yeah. useless sidekick. And they give all his big moments to Hermione in the series. Like, well, she's the smart one. Yeah, but mm-hmm. also the writer um, had a very he admitted that he had a his favorite character is Hermione. Uh, oh, so he's like Hermione show. Yeah, he's a he's very biased, and so after that, then we get giant wizard's chess. No, well, uh, just skip the the weird yeah, the, uh, keys. the keys. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the flying keys, which is Flitwick's challenge, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like okay, we got a big find a big round key, and uh, also conveniently we have to fly to get it. Harry, you do it. You're the best flyer, of course, and then. They it get happens, it. and then all the keys are trying to like straight out murder him. Yes, <laughs> I love the noise it. of all of the keys at the end when they close the yeah, door. Oh, when they all just like stab the door. Yep, and there's like yeah, there's like a hundred keys in that door. It's so cool. And then we get Wizard's Chest, <sighs> which that's thing. McGonagall's challenge. We actually in the books, Snape has a challenge, which is like you got to pick a certain potion to get through after McGonagall's mm-hmm. challenge, but that would cause way too much time because this is already a two and a half hour movie. It's actually, I was surprised at how long it was. Mm-hmm. 
worth it. But it just flies. And then wizard chess happens. And then, of course, Ron, being the best at chess, mm-hmm. is made to do something. There is no and graveyard. He's a nice chessboard. They're just like, uh, yeah, I wonder if it's like real wizard chess. And he's just like, okay, let's just move a pawn there. Boom! Yeah, it's real wizard's chess. You're going to have to hmm. trust me, guys. I'm good at this. Can you imagine if they would have lost because they were like, they needed that one pawn mm-hmm. that they sacrificed in the beginning? Yeah, and then Ron, of course, has to make a move where he sacrifices himself, but not really. He just falls. Although, from a considerable height. Wait, but let, let's do the meme. Let's do the meme. <laughs> it's like, you understand right now, Harry? Once I make my move, the queen will take me. And then you'll be free to check the king. No, Ron, no! What is it? <laughs> He's going to sacrifice himself. No, you can't! There has to be another way! It has to be you. Not me. <laughs> not Hermione. You. you. <laughs> and so he moves. So and he's just like, ah, boom. And then he, knock, he gets knocked out. Granted, he gets a bunch of debris, like, uh, piles on him oh, and yeah. stuff. And, and I love Hermione that. tries to help, but Harry smartly is like, no, don't move. We're, We're still playing. Don't forget. Yeah. We're still playing. And he checks the king. He's like, and checkmate. And then, you, and then you see that Elaine and Jerry and, and George was like, this checkmate movie is pretty good. <laughs> and then we get a um, Hermione stays behind to help Ron. Hmm. Good. And then, of course, she's just like, something that always bugged me with this series is the fact that everybody is just like buttering Harry's eat. <laughs> like they're just they're putting so much pressure on him. They're like, you're going to be so good. Because you're basically Wizard Jesus. You have the mighty Skywalker wizard blood. Jesus. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're a Jesus. great wizard, Harry. <laughs> you know it. And then he's just like, nah, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere without you. Because friendship is a big thing in these movies as well. It's almost like Kingdom Hearts stole it from uh, Harry Potter. Because of how much friendship there is. And then she's just like, oh, books and brains. I don't have any of your courage. Which it is true. Hmm. Harry is a is a good person like ultimately everybody in our main heroes are good people and ron is also very brave but like um he's not as much as harry apparently there's an alternate universe with hermione she was the main the main character that's the gay universe ah yes (laughs) Of of course and then i like that hermione's like and you're a good wizard and I think of the cinema sins. Oh yeah, genius. If Harry was such a good wizard, then he would have cast a spell in this movie. Everything just happens mm-hmm. around him. He never actually casts a spell. He does later in the series, but not in the first movie. That's true. Ooh. I never thought about that, huh? He never does a spell. It's like Luke. It's like Luke Skywalker. He never uses the lightsaber in the in the in a new hope until only that moment to practice. He never even holds the wand other than Ollivander's. Well, no, and uh, Charm's class. Does he? Charm's oh, class. yeah. Flicking mm-hmm. swish, yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> other than those. Yes, and then we get to the final test where we get our... Uh, it's like a video game with the final <laughs> boss because it turns out it was Quirrell All along. this entire time. <laughs> Play the theme music. <laughs> it was Quirrell all along. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, he's very different because he's just like, you, me. And he's not the cowardly, poor, stuttering Professor Quirrell. 
he's like uh, he's like but i thought snape he's like oh yeah no snape would be a villain because mm-hmm. nobody would expect me and he's like oh so you were the one that tried to or he's just like but snape tried to kill me he's like no boy i tried to kill you <laughs> i would have done it too even with snape muttering a counter curse he's like okay so snape was trying to save me yeah he's like yeah of course the- there are very much a lot of clues in this mm-hmm. one, and then probably the probably the most clues were in this. That's one. true. You, you can figure it out pretty quickly if you pay attention. And I like love that Quirrell's like, a, but I want the stone. I was like, a, and there's only I see this mirror, but I see what I desire, but why can I get it? And I and love that. Like, I, I tried uh, to take it before I paid the price for that. Mm-hmm. We'll mm-hmm. see how. And we hear the voice, use the boy. Master, you're not strong enough. I'm strong for this. And I create a Snoke. Oh, wait, that's not some different movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, come over here. And then so Harry comes over mm-hmm. and he sees himself in the mirror and turns out the stone is in his pocket. A really creepy and smile, though. That was like, yeah. It's like the reflection right of Harry. Or it just yeah. gives him a wink as yeah. well. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, but then Harry actually checks his pocket. And he's like, oh, shit, it's actually there. I don't know how it happened, but it's there. Then mm-hmm. he lies. And of course, we hear the voice go, he lies. Yeah. Tell the truth. He's like, uh, I am. He's just like, fine, I guess I'll show my face. He's like, um, you see, Potter, I'm never alone. And this freaked me out as a kid, too. Because he just takes off the turban. Mm-hmm. And it turns mm-hmm. out it's a great framing with like the mirror yep. as well, where we see he has Voldemort on the back of his head, like talking and stuff. Yep. He's a leech, essentially. Mm-hmm. There's a great, uh, there's a lot of great jokes in a very Potter musical <laughs> with uh, Voldemort and Quirrell. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just like. See uh, what I've become. See what I must do to survive. Live for another. A mere parasite. Unicorn brand can sustain mm-hmm. me. But it cannot give me a body of my own. But there's something that can. Something that's conveniently in your pocket. And he's like, stop him! And I love how Quirrell's like, just snaps and everything. The whole room is on fire. <laughs> conveniently on fire. It's Play amazing. the Mega Man music. And then, of course, Quirrell dramatically he, he flies. Uh, flies over to Harry and tries to touch him. But it turns out Harry is just like, he, he has a cheese yeah. touch. Oh. <laughs> and then, of course, Voldemort was just like, come on, join me and you can bring your parents back. And we can rule He's the like, galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> As father and son. Never. <laughs> And, no, and um, then Voldemort says like you, me, you, Harry, and me were a dyad in the magic realm. <laughs> in the forest. <laughs> a dyad in the forest. Uh, so Coral tries to touch him, but Harry is literally just like Acid. It's like acid. <laughs> and is turning him to like stone. And so Harry just straight up mur- murders Quirrell. And like Yeah. Uh, then he gets Infinity Ward. Yep. Where he just crumbles to dust. And then, of course, Voldemort um, is just a uh, space fart, and he just flies right through Harry, and is, he's out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never understood that part. Yeah. Like, 
It's his. It's, he he knocks him out too. It's his corporeal like, spirit, and we just see this reflection of the stone, yeah. and then it fades as Harry loses consciousness and everything. But this is a question that I have that I don't remember if they put it in the books. How long was Voldemort residing in Quirrell? For how uh, many years? Not not that long, and it was actually like it was because Probably. he was. Um, he likes to go in snakes particularly, mm. but he probably probably no more than a year or two, I would yeah. think. He was jumping bodies and Coral volunteered to jump his because um Voldemort is very persuasive. Mm-hmm. He's he's very much a cult leader, as you will see later on in the movie movies. And uh so Dumbledore wakes him up, he's in the hospital wing, and he has all of these treats, and I love he's just like the battle between you and Professor Coral, um was very private so of course naturally everybody knows <laughs> yeah <laughs> so casual about it and then of course harry has questions dumbledore delivering the exposition he's like okay so professor how did that happen um first of all what happened to the stone he's like the stone's been destroyed and nicholas will have enough time and enough elixir to get his uh priorities set and then yes he will die we destroyed it because it was the best thing to do because he's also friends with Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And then Harry's just yeah. like, so how did the stone end up in my pocket? And he's just like, ah, so the thing is only somebody that wanted to know where it was, but was never going to use it mm-hmm. could have access to it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Great. And, and then, then also course, Harry asked about how he killed uh Quirrell and slash Voldemort. It was like a well Professor Quirrell was always nervous about being around you. That's why he never wanted to touch you. Because technically something that a lot of the book readers already knew that technically had Lily Potter did kind of like a old kind of like wizard wizardry that because true love she technically shield Harry as a baby and that's why only Harry got mm-hmm. the scar. So that's why even Double Sister Animal because it was love. That's why you survive. The power of love. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a curious thing. It's the power of love. Dun, dun, dun. I was waiting for one of you two to do it. <laughs> if not, I was gonna I felt like I was gonna yes. have to. And of course, take a drink every time love is mentioned as the Deus Ex Machina. Oh my god. Yes. Oh, oh my god. The it's power of like friendship it. too. Power of friendship, like uh my little pony slash Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. and Love. Which is, yes, Back to the Future. And, uh, yeah, he's just like, um, you were touched by something Voldemort can never feel. No, 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 that's not a physical scar. It's in you, love, Harry. Because Voldemort cannot love. You don't know how right that statement is. Because of backstory that you will know later, that it will be deleted from the mm -hmm. movie if you read the books. (laughs) And, of course, we get our final scene where it's just like, so Slytherin won the House Cup. Yes, very good, very good. However... <laughs> Everyone's literally... Yeah, and I love that. Uh, again, I'm, I'm going to quote uh, pretty much it. Uh, they're just like, oh, snitch you thought. Snitch you thought, because Dumbledore's like, yes, yes, that's nice. Uh, it took me a second for you to get that. Like, oh, I was like, yes, very nice. However, however, there's some last-minute points we have to award. Um... So Hermione gets 50 points. Ron gets 50 points for almost dying. Mm-hmm. And then 
Harry, because Dumbledore really likes Harry, gives him 60 points. But and then, he needs like it was like they needed like think like ten points to beat. No, they needed one more point to beat Slytherin because we were tied. And then of course he's like, it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, and an even greater amount. Um, ignore my dog. Somebody's at the door. Uh, Raúl, please. Yes, end this because movie. it says it was like a we tied with Slytherin. It was like a. And there was like, it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your friends, but a deal more to stand up to your friends. I award 10 points to Neville Lombardum. <laughs> oh, Neville. Neville, you finally got something. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's so not like you were born on the same day as Harry Potter. You were prophesized to be the one that it also kills Voldemort too. But you're not important. It's like, it's like one of the few things that is good that ever happens to Neville. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, and then he didn't love his parents to a crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah, a literal psycho. Yeah, and then after this, we see that Harry is already getting ready to go to the train. And I love that uh, Harry is saying goodbye. And Hermione, come on, Harry. And then Harry says goodbye. I was like, I thought you were leaving without saying goodbye. They just says Hagrid. It's like, thanks, Hagrid. But come on, listen, Harry. And... It was if your little cousin Dudley gives you any problems, you know that he could need some ears for that tail. <laughs> <laughs> and and I love that day we see Harry walking back in, and I was like, uh, feel strange going to home, back home, isn't it? It's like I'm not going home, not really. And that's a great way to finish your movie. Uh, that his home is Hogwarts. It is. He's just going on a crappy vacation. Yeah, it's a really crappy vacation. <laughs> so. And that's the I, end. I, I like that ending. It's a really great ending. And he gets that picture book. Yes, too. the picture book with, with Lily and James's photo as he was a baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so are we at the train scene? Sorry yeah, we, we already said it. Business. Yeah, we already okay, ended. And uh, also Haggis, yeah, gives him the picture book, which awesome, awesome gift. Mm-hmm. We see the moving pictures. We also saw the portraits and um, the, uh, the Hogwarts. Are, they're alive. Scary. And uh, I love that Haggard is just like, also, you can threaten uh, your uh, cousin if ever he tries to give you shit. Mm-hmm. And then Harry's just like, yeah, um, we're not allowed to do magic outside of school, but they don't know that. Yeah, they don't know it. It's like tricky, tricky, mm-hmm. and it's the one scene where Hermione had buck teeth and uh, Harry had green eyes because in the books he has very green eyes, mm-hmm. but obviously Daniel Radcliffe has very blue. His mother's eyes. His yeah, mother's his eyes. eyes. Yeah, he looks just like his father except for his eyes, <laughs> and and then they're just like, yeah, it's gonna be weird because I made so many memories, and it's like, yeah. Because Harry, it was a good year, minus the last part of the year. Yeah, minus those damn April and May months. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll see you guys. And they're like, yeah, we'll still write to you. And now Harry has friends. Oh. They go off and we see uh, just the ending score. That's the movie. It's not like an elf that's going to stop the letters for Harry to get them during the summer. No, nothing. It's not like... There's a sequel to this or anything because <laughs> or, they're just like Voldemort's even still you... out there, by the way. Yeah. yeah. We'll deal with him later. Yeah. 
I, I love this movie. This is my favorite one. Nice. Because it's just it's just the the pureness of it all. Mm-hmm. Like I mean I think it's definitely the most believable in the sense of like I feel like little kids would act like this. Minus a few things. Mm. Like I mean like I I mean like yeah the like the lines that you could tell are like written for a certain part, but like other than that, like mm. kids are going to do stupid stuff. They're going to like, Oh, we shouldn't do this. Okay. Let's go do this. Mm. Like, I mean like all that makes sense to me at least. And I mean, my personal favorites are if I'm picking like top three, I'd go three being goblet two being uh, the very last one, part mm. two, and then number one being this Damn. one. It's a very interesting list. I did not expect yeah. that. Yeah, those are my... I, I love those three. I could watch those three anytime. Yeah. After nearly two hours, or actually a little over two mm-hmm. hours, we have recapped the first Harry Potter movie. There's so many more details and stuff that we missed, but that's just because this world is so rich mm-hmm. and there are so mm-hmm. many little things, little spells or creatures or just some things in the background. It's, it's really well thought out and just it's amazing that somebody could think of this world in their head mm-hmm. and think of all these details. And not only that, but in the books, everything has a meaningful story and nothing is really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, everything has a really awesome backstory. Like, every character has stuff that makes sense for them. Mm -hmm. Even the the, uh, antagonists and stuff. Or even, like, the side characters that get, like, a line. That's how detailed it is. Yeah, Yeah. because then when you read the whole series, like, the thing that I said about Hagrid and Dumbledore, you will know that in Chamber of Secrets or... So many like little stuff like that you're gonna know what's gonna happen with the um, with the invisibility cloud and so many good things and I really like those elements about this whole series though and this movie's still great I got to see it uh twice in theaters last year even though I saw it in theaters when it came out in 2001 because of the anniversary but this movie still holds up it's amazing oh, yeah. it's interesting how Chris Columbus went so big. Because he always used to do like only those small, yeah, like children's f- films. Like my, I was gonna say my little angel, Home Alone, because that's the name in Spanish for Home Alone is my little angel, <laughs> uh, and Mrs. Doubtfire and all of those films. And it's interesting how he did so much, and also how the movie made so much money. And even though the thing talking about risk, they were. The movie was about to be on theaters and they were refilming the second one without even knowing that the movie was going to be ahead, though. Yeah, they didn't know if anybody was going to like it. And Christopher Columbus was not the first choice. They were actually courting Steven Spielberg Mm -hmm. for a while. And it's a lot of Spielberg's elements in this movie, though. And because, first and foremost, this is a kid's movie and Mm -hmm. it's very lighthearted. It's a great introduction to the series where it's a lot of magic and whimsy and stuff. Of course, like you said, Steven Spielberg is known for that but christopher columbus read the story because kids loved the books mm-hmm. and then he had a very specific i want to do this mm-hmm. like he campaigned hard to get this job and he talked with jk rowling about every little detail because they had to come up with everything technology for this was like brand new mm-hmm. barely like able to get done and but it set the template 
and it's still like a really good movie and it's just a really good start to a franchise and it holds up in my opinion like a lot of like a lot of movies you go i mean there's eight of these movies and it's an i mean we're talking over 20 years old at this point and i think i personally still think it holds up just as much as any of the other ones for the most part yeah and um I think that dog in the background also agrees because yeah, <laughs> everybody knows Harry Potter and yeah, on a scale one to 10, how would you guys rank it? And then we could just do the plugs. Yeah. For me, 10, because this is my favorite of the Harry Potter movies. Like I, yeah, I would put this in my top 10 favorite movies too. So yeah, I, I love this movie. This, it reminds me of all the things growing up with Harry Potter too, like like going to the bookstore when things drop or things dropped or having to spend hours on the weekends reading through these books just to not be spoiled and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I love these ones. Um, I will give this movie. Oh, I so hard though because i never thought of like ranking them i had never ranked them before i mean just like the movie itself not in the terms of the series uh, you can do that at the end of the series i will give this movie a nine it's perfect it's really damn good it's a great introduction to the franchise it's because i will get to a nine because i have a preference to the sequel to chamber secrets because it gets a bad rap though I'm a big fan, champion of Chamber of Secrets since, since it came out, though. I, I Then I learned on the friend, on Twitter that Chamber of Secrets gets a really bad rap. A lot of people don't like it. It's it's true. and uh, I actually like that one a mm-hmm. lot. Even though yeah, the worst I, one is Hubble Prince still. Sorry. Yeah, I don't I don't get why people <laughs> oh, dislike yeah, 100%. Uh, Chamber of Secrets. I really don't. And um, that said, my ranking, I'm also going to give it a 9. Mm-hmm. it's just a it's got a lot of heart mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel like it's setting up sequels first mm-hmm. and then making the story an afterthought no it is first and foremost a story yep and it's really well so told. without spo- without spoiling it this is not either of your favorites of the movies though is it no but it's really good mm, for it, me uh, it will it's, be it's still in my top five i think it will be my top no, five too. i mean i don't know okay but like top five of the franchise yes okay Probably top four for me, if we're going to go uh, half of the franchise. Yeah, like, if you're putting a gun to my head right now of ranking, I think it would be Prisoner of Azkaban, Chamber of Secrets, Philosopher's Stone, and Deadly House Part 2, maybe. That's the thing yeah. that I couldn't just put it, uh, pull it out of my head. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my rankings a secret yeah. right now. Maybe... It'll be in a chamber actually, of secrets, as as it were. I've never actually thought about... I think it's easier for me to pick my top than I would my lower-ranked mm-hmm. ones. Like, I already said the three. I think four, I would probably go chamber. And then it gets kind of just muddy water after that. Maybe Deathly Hollows part one. And then... I'm actually of the crazy people that think 
I think Prisoner of Azkaban is just okay. Ooh, like I know people like that, I know it's a, that's a that's a that's a very hot. Take that's a Mexican. A I'm feeling especially <laughs> for Harry Potter fans. I there are certain things I just didn't like them to. I love how it's done. Uh-huh. It is very dark and gloomy and stuff like that. I love that. I think he directed the hell out of it. There's just certain character things I think that I don't like. Mm, um, that said, that. Uh, so. it's always great to have you, Brian. Um, oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, man. You're a friend of the show and just, just a friend in general. And I mean, we're going to be uh, living it up when the celebration comes for sure. Mm-hmm. Three of us are going to just, we're going to fuck some Two shit months. up. Woohoo. <laughs> oh, they were going to get so wasted. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of us is. Anyway, where can the good people find you on the socials? Uh, B of all, you know, on Twitter. And then I do uh, a certain point of view if you're into the movie trivia showdown and, and Apocalyx movies if you want to talk movies and TV. Nice. Yeah, and we definitely want... Uh, one of your co-hosts on for one of these movies. I'm not sure I would a, a specific movie, but um, if we can get her, she's like, I guess she's just too popular now, but whatever. Uh, as long as you didn't do it in the month of March, ugh, we couldn't even get her and she's on our show. <laughs> anyway, Raul. And as always, you can find me at RaulVerRDC on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and on TikTok at RaulVerRDC. Please also follow the podcast and SYNS pod on Twitter. And also, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spot, uh, Anchor, and Spotify still standing. And you, Billy? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at MasterofPuns196. Every word starts with a capital letter. And you can also find me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can follow our Twitter at SYNSPod as well as give us a five star and just write a review on Apple Podcasts and uh, check us out on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, um, SoundCloud, wherever podcasts are listened to. And as always, see you next summer. Dun, 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 dun,